I preach it. I speak it. I live it. I pass it on to others. I give because I have. I have because I give. Therefore, I will never be without. Ever. The gumbos. Bow. Bow. Hey, what's up, man? We're back. It's your boy, Pac. First smoke of the day. It's episode 76 today. And today we got a special guest in the building. Got my co-host, Blackley, with me as always. Big gumbo. Bow. That's all my man can say. <laughs> Madison Square gumbo. We got big, big dog gumbo brands in the building. What's good, man? How you guys doing? Peace oh, and blessings. Thank you for having us. So we Amazing. got Miss Alexis and then we got my man Luca here. Yes, sir. And we got some real big energy in the building. You guys, you guys bring something really different to the table. Real thank you, man. unique dynamic. Thank you. Thank you, you so much. See, like in a lot of things, period. Like doesn't matter if it's weed or not. It's like to see a duo like you working together and like your synergy and chemistry and like respect for each other. It's like it's thank admirable. You. Thank you, brother. It's inspiring for thank real. You, man. Appreciate that. Very inspiring. That. Straight up. Thanks. Thank you and, for having us. It seems like you guys are keeping the New York dream alive. And there's a lot of shit popping in New York right <laughs> Man, now. Man, if you can make it's it there, buzzing. you can make it anywhere. That's Ooh. that's the truth, too. Like, for real. You got to... Like, I never met so many hustlers from the same place. Like, you really got hustle in you coming up in New York. Yeah. Like, there's no other way. Yeah. Like, we come from Florida, and it's like, it's way easier to be, like, relaxed and comfortable and yeah. just chill, like, laid back, cool with, like... You know, just like the 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 necessities of life, real yeah. cool with it. But in New York, it's like a lot of people. Nah. You know, you're hustling just to get to work. Yeah, you, hustle. I mean, you gotta hustle. Yeah. yeah, rat race, rat race. It's really it's really different. But yeah. to see what weed's doing out there, that shit's oh. blowing my mind. Like yeah. I thought weed was big out here when it was like you know legalizing mm -hmm. and everything, but like New York, it's crazy. Yeah, it, yeah is. it is. I mean, you don't go one block, you see vendors, trucks, yeah. people on the sidewalk, like people on the sidewalk with tables set Facts. up. They got set up. Yo, tents. we saw a guy with gumbo on the table, and he told us who he bought it from. We it was real gumbo. Yeah. We were like, whoa. They appreciate really good weed, and they'll track it down. Yeah, and then like you can't even get offended. You can't even really get offended, like when you see these uh different type of clubs. And uh, smoke shops and stuff selling our product because a lot of people call and be like, yo, is this real? And I'd be like, yo, open it. Look at it. And they'd be like, yo, this is gumbo. So, you know, a lot of uh, of our franchise franchisees, am I saying around? Yeah. They uh, distribute through different various 
dispensaries and smoke shops because that's what they're entitled to do with their stamp with us, with Gumbo Brands. So, you know, we uh, truly uh, live and um, speak financial freedom to others and, you know, just uh, whoever's involved with the brand. We just signed Moneybag Yo. Congratulations to Moneybag yeah, Yo. Shout out to Moneybag Sh- uh, Yo. Shout off Gumbo. Shout off Gumbo. Uh, we just signed Roddy Rebel. Yeah. To wow, Gumbo. that's dope. New York represent. Glorilla's on the way. Oh, she Meek kills Mill. it. Meek uh, Mill's Meek Mill. on the way. We're doing a Gumbo with Meek Mill as well. He's signing to the family. Uh, Kodak Black. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Florida, Florida baby. Florida. Yeah. You know, so. Come on. It's just a lot of love and um, get them off them black amounts. Yeah, so paper. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In a couple of months, you know, I don't mean to put his business out there. I'm sorry about that, yeah. But you know, I'm your uncle. I love you. And um, he just like yo, unk, I want to do this shit the right way. You know, uh, take off was like the biggest hidden secret. Yeah, for gumbo. gumbo. Yeah, because. Before his demise, we were in the works of doing a lot of things. Him and Fab were uh, doing a remix to going uh, Dumbo, Dumbo for the, the Gumbo. Gumbo. Yeah. Max B and um take did the song I have it here. I can play a little bit of if, if y'all want me to. That's really my brother. And we had a uh, camaraderie when we met each other. He told me, he looked at me in my eyes and he said, yo, Luca, I love you, big bro. The only thing that can fuck our relationship up, excuse my language, is us, you know? And um, he was just very, he was like an angel because he would call me and my wife daily. He'll text me and just check on me and, you know, send me Bible scriptures knowing that I'm a Muslim, teaching my wife about the metaverse. Tate and, used to come and, to our events and pay his own, like, he would just show up. He'd be like, he'd fly in. Oh, what time does it start? We'd be like, where you at? I'm in Cali, but I'm about to jump on the jet and come. I'm, I'm coming to support. Like, he just was a real person. Like, it's, it's sad, crazy. Man. Man. Super sad. Super I'm sad. Sorry to hear that, bro. It's, always, and, um, it's always the best know, ones, live, you know? He's going to live vicariously through us because we love them like that. And Takeoff was the only person that I gave a big gumbo to. You see it on my page. He wore it and he was just so elated to show Alex and I that he loved us and he wanted to represent the brand. And he was like, watch when I wear my gumbo. Like, and then that shit happened. And it's just like, I'm still messed up to this day because that was really my brother. That wasn't my friend. And my condolences to him and his family. And if it's anything I can do in any way, shape, form or fashion, like I said, take you going to live vicariously through me, Rocket. I love you. Yeah, ever since um he's been gone, Luca's been wearing Jesus pieces. He's Muslim. But Take always sent us like Bible verses and stuff like that. So like I don't know, it's just he just he just feels more comfortable but closer to him. You feel closer to him with it? Yeah, I'm I'm just um He was a prophet in your religion. Yeah, but it's not even got nothing to do with that. I just like he's in my heart and I remember him every day. So it has nothing to really do with religion. It's just like the love and admiration that you can have for someone and just knowing them in a period of time is just impeccable. And um, Trav introduced me to the Migos. Shout out to Trav, Trav Mob. And um, uh, Trav and I and Alexis are doing something as well in Miami. But um, just to come in contact with these people and these artists 
that our rappers, major league rappers, Lil Wayne, like I have so close relationships with these people that I just keep it authentic with them. You know, I text, you know, Lil Uzi Vert. That's my family. That's people like I love all of my rappers and it's a dangerous time and place that we're living in. Mm-hmm. And um, we just want to like just keep giving off that positive energy. And we always put God first. I think everybody just needs to smoke some gumbo and chill out. For real. (laughs) I like the talk we had before this too. And that'll be on like the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and stuff. But like where he was talking about, we just got to do better. We got to look out for each other. All that extra stuff. We, I mean, that was, it's so true, man. It it rings true. And it's sad to hear these stories like this. And you had someone special (laughs) taken from you over nothing. Over nothing, man. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. For real. It's just like everybody loses. I'm sure that like even the dude, like who knows who did it or whatever. Right. But the guy they got and all this stuff. um, his family, friends, is that every, I'm yeah. sure everybody's fucked it's up. Just it just doesn't make, sides make any sense. Both sides end up losing and uh, nobody wins. Look at yeah. PMB. It's like forfeiting the game kind yeah. of. Look at PMB. Look at PMB. Yo, it's so fucked up, right, y'all? That Offset called me the other day and he's like, yo, bro, I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't never even want to do no weed or no collaborations or nothing like that, but I need my own gumbo. <laughs> You know, because never think that people don't see what you do or how you do for others. And I'm not taking that from him. I'm giving him his flowers. Because he knew that take was rocking with me like that with the gumbo. So he said, you know what? I'm going to live, let my brother live vicariously through Luca's dream as well. And that's just love and respect for yeah, the that brand. That was a stand-up move from you Offset. Know? Definitely. Set, I love you. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. You were wilding in Jamaica, by the way, and I'm very offended we weren't invited. Let's take it, <laughs> let's take it back for a second, though. Yeah, let's get to know you guys, because I feel like a lot of people, like even me included, like I've seen Gumbo around. I've seen you move around. I see that like you're, you're, you're well-equipped. You got a good team. Everyone's happy. You're doing dope shit. The product speaks for itself. Smoking amazing. Um, but... Where did the fire start? You know, where did it all like, first off, I think almost is like, like, I'd like to go into you and your youth a little bit and you and your youth a little bit and then bring it kind of to where you guys met and then take it from there. But, you know, everybody Bro, the loves fire, the story. And to the like, the fire was always in Luca. The fire was always in me. I've always been an entrepreneur, I've always been a hustler. My grandparents were vendors on 125th Street in Harlem and they, created the Vendors Association where people were able to open up tables and sell any type of merchandise or product that they had. My grandma, she used to have a a sewing machine, so she used to do like dresses, dashikis, stuff like that. Puerto Rican woman, I was married to a Muslim African man, so she was very Afrocentric. You know? And And she would sew right there on the... She would sew in the crib and then bring the stuff outside. Okay, got it. But with that being said, Uh, She would sew various different things. And that taught me a craft, not only to use the sewing machine or to learn how to sew something, but entrepreneurship, to learn to always be my own boss, to always work for myself, to create a product for myself that doesn't speak back or have feelings or emotions that I can sell and make residuals off of. Yeah. 
So once she showed me how to take a 25 cent soda pop and sell it for a dollar, I went bananas. I laughed at drug dealers at the age of 10 years old. It was Harlem week, Jazzmobile. I'll go get a shopping cart full, the big shopping carts, the industrial joints, and fill it up with nothing but ice, a big bag, garbage bag, and put a whole bunch of soda pops in there. And I done made a thousand dollars. And grandma said, you see, Krika, you see what I taught you? You see, you don't need nobody. Puerto and that's where the fire started. Yes, my father's Puerto Rican, my mother's black. So you had a strong family unit then? Very tight. Yeah. Very. And it was implementing me and, and taught to me to always hustle. So I started there. I started selling T-shirts in my teenager years. Uh, Free Mike Tyson, Fuck the World, Life's a Bitch and Then You Die. Those were my T-shirts. So what we did was we bought a screen pressing machine. We went down to 28th Street and Broadway. We brought blank T-shirts. We came uptown. We sold the T-shirts front and back for $10. We made ten dollars to $20,000 to $30,000 per day selling T-shirts. My biggest T-shirt was Free Mike Tyson. Wow. I made a million dollars when I was 16 years old selling T-shirts on 125th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue, Adam Clayton Powell and Frederick Douglass Avenue and Boulevard in front of Pele Shoe Store, directly across the street from the Apollo Theater. Legendary. Wow. So that's where the fire started at. Then I went up the hill. So you bought the machine and were pressing them yourself? Yeah. And then going to sell them. Grandma taught me everything. May God peace and blessings be upon us. That's She's the shit here. I'm talking about that you learn how to survive a lot differently in places like New York. You got to remember yeah. something. I'm from the Bronx, Forest Projects, New York City, the South Bronx, where rap originated. Fat Joe, Diamond D, Lord Finesse, Showbiz and AG. I'm from where survival is at its finest. I knew nothing but survival. My dad was incarcerated. My mother was a single mother working two, three jobs, raising me to put me through private school, put me through a seven-day Adventist school so I can have God implemented in my life and not eat nothing from an animal, no pig, no beef, no meat, no nothing. They eat soil bean. They eat soy uh, burgers. They eat nothing from an animal, seven-day Adventist. They go to church on Saturday, and they're very into God. My mother was a Pentecostal. My father's always been Muslim. So I always had God in my life. No matter what you want to call it. Yeah. My first school I ever went to was a Catholic school called St. Peter's and Paul's in the South Bronx. My mother paid $800 a month. I was seven years old. I remember like it was yesterday. My sister Fatima and I, she put both of us inside a Catholic school. And she was a Pentecostal woman because she wanted God in our life. Wow. So first and foremost, thank you for having us here. And Alexis and I, we always put God before we do anything. My wife prays a thousand times a day. Me, I have to pray five times a day because I'm Muslim, but she's always praying. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm sleeping, she's praying. She's working. When she's sleeping, I'm working. I'm like the Energizer Bunny. We just always going, 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 going. We're doing it for the culture, you know? We, we finally got the fruits of our labor, and we're going to continue to prosper. 
and keep bringing out his fire. And, she and go- Gumbo is not only flour, I want to let y'all know. We do have vape pens. Y'all can go to www.thegumboshop.com. We have gummies in the entrium. Uh, gumbo leaf, like a grabber leaf. We invented our own gumbo leaf, and we also have gumbo grabber. So we have a lot of things in the work. Just to show y'all here, what is this, guys? Ooh, crazy. Fire crazy collab. ass collab. And <laughs> the product is even crazier. What is um, it? You know, it's funny. When we did the burner episode, he the most impressive wax I saw him with, well, Roz and I saw him with, was the Frosty's shit he had. And this is a Frosty's head collab. Stash. Yeah, and it was fire. Give us a dab. It was dope. This is beautiful looking, Frosty's too. collab, and it's the gumbo, and it's... It's fucking candy. Crazy. That's super rare. Crazy. So that's where the fire started. The fire kept me lit. Then I went up the hill to 145th and Broadway, where I became the Gooch. I started selling CDs there with my cousin Kiani and a good friend of mine, Jay Malice from the Bronx, Jamie. What's that, Spanish Harlem? That's, uh... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Spanish Harlem slash Washington Heights. Heights yeah. yeah, that's where like it starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hamilton section <laughs> of Harlem, 145th Street between Amsterdam and Broadway. So anybody that was somebody, anybody that was somebody, Jay-Z, Nas, Noriega and Capone, uh, Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne, Juvenile, Scarface, Nelly, Jay-Z and Beyonce. I didn't know you. Anybody that was somebody came to 145th and Broadway. And guess what? I had 10 to 20 little guys out there peddling CDs. And if you didn't buy a CD, they were disrespecting you in front of your wife, your kids, your family, everything. So you felt (laughs) obligated to buy a CD from these little kids that told you that they weren't selling crack. They weren't robbing nobody. Why you can't buy a CD off of me? It's only $10. Why you can't buy a DVD? It's only $20. What type of guy are you? You with your wife. You see me out here hustling. What the hell are you doing? You're going to buy it. (laughs) That's New York. That's New York. We sold cell phones. We sold socks, shoes, hoodies. Prada, Gucci, Louis, Fendi, whatever was in, we had it outside in the van, bootleg, and everybody loved it and they brought it because it was me. So in life, people, kids, youngins, on your way to be adults, anything that you do, just make sure that you're the best at it because I could sell socks, but I'm going to be a billionaire selling socks because I'm going to sell a billion pair of socks. I'll sell water to a well. I sold alkaline water 20 years ago, Crystal Glacier alkaline water. And I was the best at it. It was a little button on the bottom you press and the whole bottle glows up. This was alkaline water 20 years ago. And I went to Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, and I got a power plant. And I did my thing. Because anything I touch, I turn diamond. Because I put my all, my heart, my blood, sweat, tears, my wife and my family into it because that's what I do it for. I'm living a, I'm living, I'm leaving a legacy behind for my family and my children. Financial freedom. I preach it. I speak it. I live it. I pass it on to others. I give because I have. I have, have because, because I, I gave. Give. Therefore, Therefore, I will never, never be without. without. Ever. The gumbos. Bow. Bow. <laughs>
I love that. For real. I mean, so. So, for 145th and Broadway, Cameron, Jim Jones, Joel Santana, Scheisbub, Aguilar, Ancasa, the list goes on. Joel Santana, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Hell, Rel, I was a very, very uh, implemental part of all of their career. I made the diplomats what they were. That's why you always heard them say, Luca, Taliban. Luca Brazi, you're balling, but you're hooping sloppy. Luca Braca, he a nuisance, Papa. Shoot a cucaracha right there, you Abdul Blagada. That's me, Luca, Luca Brazi. Before all of this, I've always been me. I can't fake, I can't shake who I am. What you see is what you get. Can't nobody say I suck dick. I kissed ass to get to I got. I got it out the mud, nigga. I sold CDs. You remember me. The little fat kid from 145th with the long T-shirts down to his ankles. Now look at me. Pow. The biggest. (laughs) 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 On that gumbo. Wow. So where's the gold? I invented Purple City because it was a Taliban versus Shice Bulb CD that we created. Now, Shice Bulb couldn't understand the demographics of controversy sales. So this is my guy like you and him, but I'm telling him, let's do a versus before there was a versus, dummy. And he's like, yo, why you want to do a versus? Or you want to compete? No, dummy. I'm showing you how to market because I know marketing strategy and promotion. I'm the biggest. I sold a million CDs on 145th Street of the first Diplomat album. Cameron gave me the paid in full movie a year and a half before it came out. That's fucking legendary to me, honestly, because I seen that movie it. like 20 times. Come on, bro. I've watched, I mean, like, hey, I'm movie, him. Come on. I've been him. I am him. She's her. I got her. <laughs> what else do I want? Like, I have the world in my hands and I'm going to keep being positive. The more wealthy I get, the more humble I get. I don't get more arrogant because God will take all this shit from me. It's <laughs> nothing. I'll be like this today and I'm not rich, I'm wealthy, and I'll be broke tomorrow. I've seen it happen a thousand times. I've been broke a hundred times. I've been rich a million times. Now I'm wealthy. Legally. Thank you, Burner. Thank you, Cookies, for our collaboration. Madison Square Gumbo is in stores. Madison Square Gumbo rising live. It tastes like candy. Bangkok. January 21st. Fire. Bangkok. Yeah, we're doing different stuff. It's really the weed is January really January 21st. Now. So you asked where the fire came from. That's where the fire came from. Um, did a lot of work with Lil Wayne. We have a song together called Shoddy Bounce. You didn't even know that. On a Longest Yard soundtrack. <laughs> with Adam Chandler and LL Cool J. Bounce, Shoddy Bounce, Luke Abrazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me, Luke, at 145th and Broadway all day. Bounce, shoddy, bounce. Legend. How'd that come apart? Like, tell us a little bit of the backstory. Like, how'd you get around all these guys and shit? I was like, on 145th and Broadway. Hustling. Shaking and baking. They came see, to yeah, 145th. Just... I run down on you. What's up, baby? What you doing? <laughs> you want to smoke good? You want to live good? Mm-hmm. You in my town. I'm going to roll out the red carpet. What we doing? Are you living this life or you're not? Because nobody listened to Lil Wayne until he hung out with Luke Abrazi. Let's be clear. He been that boy. He been spitting that shit from day one. 
Right? I give a motherfucker that credibility, that street shit. Oh, he's he's fucking with a gangster. He's outside. He's wearing red rags. He's talking about Suwu to the beehive. Is that why I'm relevant now? Because I'm fucking with a gangster? You know, I'm just giving it to y'all how y'all want it. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So you were just meeting him on the street. I'm in the outside. Bro- on You're running up on him and shit. Yep. Broadway. I'll call anybody right now. They'll How pick old up. are you at this time? 18. Ooh. 18. And you started young. What did you say you started at? I left home when I was 15. I told my mom and father. My daddy came home. And he was, you know, he wanted to be in my life. And yeah, son, go to school. I'll give you anything. What, and I. What, what happened to him, if you don't mind me asking? What happened to what? Uh, he had to do some time. Oh, uh, yeah. He had a double homicide in the Bronx. Holy fuck. And by the time they found out that he didn't, he wasn't the guy that did the murders, he did 15 years. Fuck the my fuck whole life around. Here. So they threw him away for 15 and then said, oh, it wasn't you, you're good. Oh, shit. That's Let this guy go. It wasn't yeah. this guy. You this all guy. look alike. Our bad. <laughs> oh, it's like, wow. You, so I mean, you got a lawsuit or some shit so, after so, that? No, nah, so dad came home wanting shit. You know, really dad, like him. You know? Really hustling. Cleaned up, like all that. Like, Man, on a fuck structure the drug schedule. Shit, fuck the drug shit. Got yeah. into construction was the biggest thing with that. But um, at the time, at my younger age, you know, sorry to say, but he was a drug kingpin. He was part of the biggest dope gang in the world, Obsession, Boy George. So it was like, I'm seeing this shit and I'm like, oh shit, like, this shit is like, like, I'm around some real shit, like, you know? And I didn't want to lose my dad to the street. And then he got shot nine times. They tried to kill him. Was that after he came home? That was after he came home. Oh, God. He came home and, and became the kingpin after he came home. Know how that shit go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you he was living that life before that, too? I mean. You were too young to really yeah. probably know, huh? Yeah, you know. But when he came back, it was different. It, how old were you? 16, 15. So he came home and you're like, I'm out. You felt threatened or what? Like, how'd you feel? I'm like, man, I didn't feel threatened. I felt like, all right, dad, I love you. Salamu alaikum. I felt like, here comes my dad that hasn't been in my life. And now he's going to tell me how to run my shit. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And he had everything laid out for me. <laughs> the whole plan. Yo, bro, let's go to school. I'm going to buy you a car. You're going to live like this. You're going to do like this. And I'm like, no, I want to be a motherfucking gangster. <laughs> I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. Why? My environment, the people I was around, the things I was around. The movies, the music, everything. The, movies, the music. My cousin was a fucking gangster. You don't realize like, oh shit, those dudes really don't live like yeah, that. They're run just down on the, the block and shoot shit. at you and then go smoke a blunt and say, Yo, let's go to the movies and get some chips and go sell some crap on West 4th Street type shit. Bless you. Bless you. This gumbo ain't playing. Gumbo does not play. (laughs) So So he comes back and and you dip out. I'm guessing you moved to the city or something. Like, where do you move at that point? You got money and stuff? So he comes back. (laughs) I go live with him. Real good place in the Bronx. Condominium. Remember, he's doing good. And... I just want to be this fucking thug. I want to take guns to school and shit. What happened was, I went to Stevenson High School. 
by the way of Walton High School. So my dad was like really like getting me out of the hood. Like, all right, I'm going to change. Because they call me Boogie. That was my nickname, like Boogie Monster. So he's like, I'm going to change Boogie's environment. Bring him over here to the better part of the Bronx. Put him in a good school. And then I went to school. And I got jumped. In my freshman year. So I'm like, wait a minute. Now I'm trying to show dad. I'm doing the right thing. I'm living with him. And these motherfuckers do some shit like this to me. And at the time, it was like the biggest fucking gangsters in the Bronx that did this shit to me from Castle Hill, the twins. And they, they little man and them jumped me and then. Damn, I got jumped by twins too in high school. My that's, fucking I, dad, that's crazy. Y'all. I didn't even know the story. Crazy fucking story. My dad jumps in to fight because he pulls up the day after they jump me. He already know what time I'm on. I'm on BT. I'm on bad time. I go get my little 25. I'm like, I'm going to shoot one of these niggas today. I go to school. Dad comes out. He already know what I'm on. They punch dad in the eye. Give him his first black eye in his life. <laughs> so now I back out, Ratty. I take a couple of shots off. Bong, bong. Now it's a whole thing. I live directly across the street from the school. <laughs> 1965 Lafayette, the Park Lane. Stevenson High School is directly across the street. The dean, everybody, principal knows my father. They come out and they love my dad so much that they tell him, we know the guys that were shooting at y'all. Don't worry about it. We have to give your son a safety transfer and get him out of the school. Wow. So after that, I bounced from dad. I bounced from mom. And I said, I'm a renegade. I'm out of here. I'm going to go live my type of life. And I went and I started being my entrepreneur, selling my clothes and shit like that. Where'd you move? To Harlem. Were you living aunt. alone or were you No, aunt? I went and okay. stayed at my aunt's crib. Mm-hmm. That's a cool up. spot to be, right? Shacked yeah. up. You know, auntie's like the second. are always cool. Auntie's like, like second yeah, yeah, yeah. mom. You got some weed or something? Look, auntie's <laughs> like second mom. Yeah. She's going to feed you, clothe you, wash your shit, give you You're some other kids. So at the end of the day, Look, she's like. And she's like, nigga, you can get the fuck out whenever you get stupid. <laughs> whenever you think that you're needed here, you can bounce. And then, you know, the auntie's a fight over you. Oh, no, nigga. She feel like that. Come over here with me because I want to smoke anyway. <laughs> so I go to other auntie crib and stay there for a year. And so that's how I was living at the time. But I had money. So it was like I could have been anywhere. Yeah. At that it? time, what's big? Piff? Sour? Is that what it's at? At that time? Yeah. Piff. Yeah. yeah. I was the first person to bring Piff to New York City. Man, that Piff. By the way of Miami. They was oh, calling shit. it Crippy at the time. You gonna have some. Hello? The first one. You didn't hear Piff? Piff? Big Chase Boat? Purple mm-hmm. City? Cameron? What years was this? Shh. Early. 99, 2000, 2001. Wow. 2002, the Piff era. Yeah. Mm. Piff. I had so much Piff, it was. <laughs> Y'all know who brought the Piff to New York. I'm going to just tell you that. Wow. And that By was way of Miami. Yes. And that was before the sour. That yes. was, yeah. Yeah. And that basically was like all the Cuban and Mexican home growers in Florida. Yes. Booming that That's shit. That's what I'm trying yeah. to tell you. So I had that shit embedded in me since, you know, like we was always my thing. I always liked to smoke chronic. I'm talking about boombastic. If it wasn't great weed, I was laughing at you because I know who smokes good 
And I know who smokes bad. No disrespect to nobody. Nobody smokes like me. Nobody. A lot of people smoke bad, though. A lot of people. But a lot of people smoke bad, but people don't smoke like me. I did an interview with Shai's Bub the day before yesterday. He told her, yo, I ain't going to lie. I smoke, but I'm smoking out the pound right now. Yeah, it's just crazy. Roll as fat as you can, basically. Smoking out the pound. So, um, moving forward, 145th. Oh, Staying with your aunties, bouncing around and shit. Yeah. Where does um, it go from there, man? Like, like oh. you said your pops then went on to be this. Big construction guy. Right. You know, of course, we got back into each other's life and shit like that, but yeah. I'm already up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't thinking about him. I'm like, yeah, what's up, daddy? Especially right. when you're young. You, yeah, you, I, look, he like, yo. You're so in it. I want to give you a car. I want to give you this brand new 7 Series that came out. Nobody has it. You'll be the first one. But, all right, cool, dad. I take the car, fuck the car up, give it back to him. <laughs> Car's all raggedy. He just looking at me, shaking his head like, damn, I'll just try to give you a good look. You know? Because I had that, I didn't give a fuck attitude. You know, that entitlement like kids have, teenagers. You know? So fast forward, I got into fashion. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't skip that. Things that went a little downhill for me. I had moved to Atlanta with my son and my son's mother. And um, I had gotten to a bad fix, I want to say, right? A friend of mine's, good, good brother of mine's came home. And um, he had an opportunity, so to speak, for us to make some fast money. Oh, it's too good to be true, right? Always. My mother always told me if it sounds too good, it ain't good. Never fails. And um, me being greedy, because I was very well off at the time, I wanted to show allegiance and some type of something to him like, yo, bro, I put my oil up. I know you just come home from doing a bid and we're going to make a shit because I know what you do on that note. I don't do that. That's why I knew I was wrong right there, stepping out of my realm. I don't sell dope. Fuck am I doing? I told you, I laugh at drug dealers my whole life. But at the time I was pressed, did it, got caught for trafficking, heroin. Thank God, you know, I got a good bid. I had money at the time, like I said, so I got a three to five. I did three and a half years. Changed my life. Best thing that ever happened to me. Lost everything. The goldfish. So the, the on, wait, wait. Wow. Wait, wait. You moved to Atlanta with because I'm guessing to keep the relationship alive, you want to be there for your son. Was that the intention, right? Then your boy is coming home. He's coming home to Atlanta. Or is he in, back in New York? He was in between New York and Atlanta. Yeah. But he, he had business in Atlanta and shit, I'm guessing, because you're in Atlanta, right? So he's like, hey, I, and you're, but, you're there searching for purpose because you're trying to make this relationship work, right? Yeah, but he had a play. I'm just, I'm just exploring no, no, the thought. No, I, got you, like, I got you, but he had a play in Ohio. That was the play. Got it. You get it? Like, yo, got we're it. not going to shit where we eat at, but I got a play over here for us. It ain't going to take us no time. We're going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, big Cleveland vibes. And then, um, did it go right at all, or it was just like, it was just a setup from the jump? No, it went left. It wasn't a setup from the jump. You know, everything before, you know, it's gold, it glitters. <laughs> so, you know, that uh-huh. shit was looking like something. And then, pow, look. 
That's it. Lights out. Game over. What happened? Got pulled over on a turnpike. They called us the Turnpike Boys. You can look it up. Got caught in PA. Fucked up town. Uh, four hours from where I was going, actually. You were driving? Yeah, damn near there. Bitch in the car with the dope. You were She's, following or you were no, in the car? No, I'm in the car with the dope. With all the paraphernalia in the trunk. Police pull me over, give me a citation and let me go. Ooh, they knew it was you though. Yeah, but as I'm pulling off, he, hey, come here. Smells like a whole lot of dope in this car. I'm saying dope like a whole shit. He smells the dope. He's talking about. Yeah, weed. Weed. Yeah. Hey, man, you mind I search this car, sir? Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. You got real dope in the car and you're smoking weed? Smoking weed, driving. Shut up. Doing 100 miles an hour. So you're dirty smoking weed. Stupid. Stupid dirty. Get the fuck. I didn't know that part of the story. Dang. So they pulled me over. Oh, he said, oh, so I was walking back to the car, y'all. Gave me the citation. Oh, hi, go ahead. Have a nice day. He told me, yeah, you ain't too far from your destination. You almost there. As soon as I got back to touch the doorknob, hey, sir, you mind? I want to ask you a question. Smells like a whole lot of dope coming out that car, man. You mind I search the car? Hell no, sir, search. So, okay, cool. I ain't got to call the dogs, you sure? No, sir. Because I'm knowing ain't no dope in the car. He goes in the car. I got a vest in the trunk. You know me. I got to have that gumbo on me. I got like two ounces in the vest. Pulls the gun out on me, cuff me. Now, the fucking mule gets so scared, they put me and homie in the car. They letting homie go. They locking me up. I'm, I, you know, I took the weed truck. Yeah, that's mine. They put the cuffs on me. All right, we running him through. Y'all could come get him from the precinct, bail him out, whatever. Ooh. They put me in a car. I see homie getting in the car. In the other car. Homegirl done gave him the real dope. Damn. She had it on her? Where at? Wherever she had it at. She took it out of there and gave it to him. How much was it? Enough to put me away for three and a half to five years. So we're not talking like keys. We're talking nah, just like, okay. Nah. That makes more sense. Grams. Yeah. Because if you had some fucking bricks more of H, grams. I mean, that's- Look, 100 or more grams of H though. Raw yeah. H. Mm-hmm. And this bitch pussy, this nasty bitch. And she takes it out and gives it to the cops for whatever they told her. Damn. She's scary, yeah. Yeah. You know what I did, right? Like I so you do. thought, no way they're finding this. No way in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, right? I'm going like, to jail for weed right now. That's why you're smoking, too. I'm cool. Yeah, 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 we're good. I'm cool. Damn. I'm Damn. going to jail right now for So weed. did you know in the car that, that they gave that shit up? Your boy obviously said, hey, yo. No. Or I'm you were st- still driving back confused or what? No, you no, still no. thought it was just weed. No, no, no. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. But I know homies in the car, so this ain't good. Mm. You get it? Mm-hmm. Damn. So then, when you got there and shit, you found out, or like how? When you I got out? there, they came in and they said, "Let me guess, that's not yours, huh?" <laughs> I mean, kind of hard to prove it at Look. that point, right? <laughs> know what I told him? Hmm. Get my lawyer. Yeah. Notice it. It smells like pussy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's man. 
But you said it was one of the best things the that ever happened. The best thing that ever Crazy. happened to my natural life. So are we talking state? Are we talking fed? What are, state. Like, state. Thank God. So. A foreign state that I wasn't from. PA. Far, 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 far. You never heard of it. Somerset County, PA. You never seen it. You never heard of it. So. There'd be prejudice of you. <laughs> you lawyer up. I'm guessing you bond of out. Of course. ASAP. No racking. How's it go? I guess you're fighting the case. Terrible. A couple years go by. <laughs> terrible. It goes terrible. And then you're like, damn, I'm not going to get out shambles. of this shit. You thought you were going to get out, fuck? right? I'm going to jail. Isn't it funny? I keep though? trying to postpone it. I keep getting the lawyer to give me another quote. Give me another quote. And by the time I look up, the lawyer says, Sir, you know you would have been home already because you're just like dragging this shit out already. Like the bitch done told him that it's your shit. Yeah. You know, you ain't going to tell on your homie. So is it his shit? The judge asked me, is it his? No, sir, it's mine. Okay. Go to jail. See you later. Fuck, I'm like, homie, go to jail. Just did 10 years. Where'd, it's my shit. Where'd you learn to be stand up like that, though? My, my family, morals, principles, my mother, my daddy. So he walks. Or he still did some time. He He's probably fucked some up. He just shit. came home, huh? He, he did some, some, you know, yeah, he didn't exactly. have to do, he, but he did some time. He was fucked up behind it, but I took the. Yeah. It's burn. mine. It's yeah. mine. It's all yeah. mine. Yeah. So he knew what I was from then. You know, but he's still in the car and shit. He's probably on parole and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, you already so, know. So he violated. That's why you already know. Like, Look. Yeah. So he had to, it, it wasn't about the dope. Or yeah, the yeah, you just or, can't or be around. Like that. You can't get you know, arrested. He violated. Yeah. So guess if you what? just come home and get arrested, Violation. you're going oh, back. again? They're looking at it like, oh, again. Like, oh, welcome back. This Yo, is your I rep. just realized why you're so lenient with your children. Because you did some stupid shit. <laughs> hey, you got to be careful. These podcasts, though. But I'm real. You know. Look, <laughs> this is how I'm you learn. closest people learn Look, shit. I'm real. I know what got me here. Oh, so, so, so did you stick with the same attorney the whole time? Or yeah, like, fuck yeah. How, how long did you delay it? Like a year or two? Well, not delay it, but how long did you go yeah, to court until yeah. you accepted? I de- a- no, I delayed it like a year or two. Mm. And he just finally. And you're said, saying trial, trial, trial. Yeah, he, and then he, it gets to it and you're like, all right, it, I'm going to take the best. He just deal. finally like, yo, bro. At this point, you're just paying me for nothing. Like, it's just stupidity. Nothing else we can do. Like, you're going to do the time. Like, you can't mm. get around it. Yeah. You know, go spend the holidays with your family and go to jail, bro. So that's what I did. So you end up with three and a half years. Time serve? Would you get like five? No, 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 no. Or it was three and a half. You had to do the I whole bit. three bid. and a half. I did the whole three and a half. Is that what they gave you? Or did you get no, like? No, it was a three and a half to five. So I came home and I still had to do two and a half years on parole. Paper. Which was, which was the worst time of her life. Because I couldn't smoke. So you guys met right around that time? A little after. A little after. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Impeccable. So I get to that story. Man, like it seems like too, like that that play and all the things you'd done already in life is like that play was like pretty minimal. Like wasn't like something you were it wasn't like a game changing move. So it's just nah. like What do you think? Like, I I think you spoke, you spoke to me when you said my greed. Like, I think we all fall short of that. Like at some point, right? When we take losses and shit, like it's it's back into greed. Like, 
for me, I've learned. I've learned from my mistakes and others. And I just want to be real, like with the world, we're human beings. We're made to make mistakes. Mm. But, you know, make the right decisions, though. You know, and I stand on morals and principles. So it's a little different for me. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, what made me do that? Like, yo, why the fuck would you? Because that's who I am. Can't nobody say I told on nobody. I read it. Nah, I, I, I ate that. The young boys say, yo, you got to take that on the hop. I took it on the hop. Mm-hmm. But it was the best thing that ever happened in my life. Reason being, it taught me discipline. Uh, in a situation like that, you really get to know yourself. So I did a lot of soul searching. You know, I connected back with God because when you forget God, he will put you in a place where you will remember him the most. Yeah. That's a fact. That's fair. And that's what it did for me. It brought me back to my Lord. It brought me back to reality. It brought me back to being a human being. Killed the ego. Killed my ego. Crushed it. But guess what? I was still that nigga in jail. I was still hustling, selling 30, 40, 50 packs of cigarettes. And these fucking cops are looking at me like, who is this motherfucker? He got a whole fucking jail cell just full of snacks. And I got a whole, I got more commissary than commissary got. <laughs> and the fucking captains and the, and the sergeants and the lieutenants so- and the fucking, the, 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 the head of the jail is coming to me like, yo, come here, let me talk to you. Why is your mind like this? Why must you have to have $50,000 in jail worth of shit? <laughs> and I said, sir, warden, I apologize, but I'm a hustler. And he laughed at me and said, go back to your cell. And told all the police to leave me alone. Because I have a hustler spirit, period. Check out my hat, man. Peep the way I wear it. so so you you decide you're like all right this is it i gotta go in they tell you where to turn yourself in you you obviously what turn yourself into county jail and then they transfer you and shit like that go to county how how many go to county stay there for two weeks how many different hole hear all the stories there little dope heads going through withdrawal and shit like that Mm -hmm. and then go off to your main jail the prison yes Where'd you go to prison at? Uh, all type of prisons in PA. Too many to remember. So all in PA though? Yeah. You know, they move you around. Just because that's where it happened? Yes. So you're going to be there, Did right? Did you ever get any visits? Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. PA's rough. So what's your first six months like in there? Like what was the first lessons and shit you learned in there? Uh... No weed, no money. I can't. I mean, these days it would be no phone. No phone. Oh, yeah, that's a new addiction. Look. No internet. You can't sleep when you want. No social media. No good food. I think a big thing is. My kid, my son at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fuck me up, man. But I said, you did this to yourself. Mm. And I begged and I pleaded and I cried with everybody I did wrong. Why, why, why? It's all your fault. And it was my fault for being greedy. Sometimes when you have 
enough to wet your beak, leave it at that. You don't got to always eat this tomahawk steak every night. Mm. What a kid. So when I came home after the bid, which changed my life. What's some shit in there that changed your life, though? Seeing how these motherfuckers are fucking these chumps. These niggas that's talking about they gangsters and they from the west side and the east side and this side and that side. But you in the room with a homo doing sexual acts and you a man that has a family that I saw your wife and your kid kiss you in your mouth mm. when you went on a visit. And you asking me to read a book and I'm telling you, no, you can't hold my magazine because you're a fucking weirdo, bro. Don't play with me. I know y'all. Y'all know I know. Yeah, I know what y'all used to call me inside the joint, Taliban. Some big shit like this in my room. Stop playing, man. People get in there and you really see what men are. So that's what changed my life. Mm. No humanity. How could you do this? What are you doing? I mean, I always stay active. I always stay busy. So I stayed in the mosque. I stayed reading. I stayed working. I always want a job. Put me in a closed room. Everybody want to be my friend. I got the clean clothes. I got the fresh shit. I got the brand new t-shirts, the socks. I got the linen. I got everything brand new. Brand new jail suit. I'm fresh. I'm clean. Because cleanliness is next to godliness. So everybody wants to be cool with me. So now I get to walk around and roam around. When everybody's locked up in a cell, I can get on the phone and I can do what I want to do and bust my plays and jug and all that shit. And the police is loving it. Like, look at this little fat motherfucker. Just running around, just getting money all day. I give you something, one of something, you give me back three. You want one soup, you give me back five. You want 10, you give me back 30. You just had a bunch of people owing you. I'm, the whole jail. And, <laughs> and they, say, they say like when you go what? in there too, like don't accept and shit. And guess what? People try to and give you shit. guess what though? Nobody's playing with me. Mm. How, do you, how do you master that part? Respect everybody. Never lose your cool, right? Don't let nobody disrespect you. Because they try to disrespect me. Me over the phone and all that goofy shit. You know what I told them? Kill yourself. I'll be out of here in no time. You got 25 years. You need it more than me. You want to kill me right now over a phone. And then he went and tried to kill a nigga next to me. For a phone. For a phone call. Mm. Philly balls. You know they don't like them New York balls? I come in there with that swagger. I got money. My shit ringing every day. That was a problem, huh? That you're mail, from New York? Mail coming in. Pictures. Oh, Philly? Oh. French Montana. Camera. All the rappers still talking about me while I'm incarcerated. How many different uh, prisons did you go to? Five. And what's it like, like, getting moved and shit? You got you to gotta start over, basically, right? Like, you're back Yeah, here. but the good thing about this shit, at the end of it, they put me in a boot camp. It's like camp level. Where you got. What's that? Shock your <laughs> mind, baby. You got to wake up four in the morning to a horn, a ball. You got to run five miles on nothing. Then when you come back, you eat a bowl of grits the size of your hand. And you got to eat it in a half a second. And then you go work out again. And then you go run another two miles. And then you go do some push-ups, some sit-ups, some dips, some pull-ups. And then they talk to you like you're a piece of shit and tell you that your mother should have swallowed you and all this shit. <laughs> Why did it change my life? That boot camp. Told me to respect my fucking self. 
Sir, yes, sir. I shut the fuck up. You, you got Taliban on your own, motherfucker? You're Taliban, right? Give me a million push-ups right now. Or you're not going back to the quad. Over there fucking around with major pain. <laughs> Bruh, I was busting blood vessels in my arms and shit. They thought that shit was the military in there. Bruh, what? Yeah. It's worse. They tell you to duck walk for three hours straight and don't get up. Bro, I couldn't sit on the toilet. I went to go sit on the toilet one day and damn near died. <laughs> Had to go to the infirmary. Pull all my hamstrings in my back leg and, and shit is crazy, bro. Anybody How long were you in the, in the boot camp? Uh, like eight months. And that was, and then you went home. <sighs> yeah, then I went home. Damn, so like well, not an ounce of how'd you how'd you how body a couple things like how how did you get people to like how do you get people to when they disrespect you how do you get them back in line and then moving around having people owe you and shit i know that can get super tricky in there like that yeah. that's the quickest way to like have a bunch of mind games being played and like the biggest thing i feel like when you're in jail is mind games to answer your question literally everybody to answer your question the biggest thing is to be respected, not feared. So people would try to fuck me over on shit. Like, oh, yeah, word. He got all that shit. Like, yo, bro, I can't pay you this week. And I'd be like, word, all right, cool. Bro. Then they'll come back later on and be like, yo, um, yo, it wasn't even like that, man. Because people would be like, yo, you did that to him? We ain't fucking with you. So their affiliation to get cut off just because people see they try to burn and connect. And everybody fuck with me. Because they know, oh, this dude might get transferred to somewhere or changed to another jail. And guess what? All of this shit is mine. What happens the next day? They call me. Butler. Pack up. Yeah, out of here. Gone. Them old tabs are gone. That's it. Everything is gone. That's what I'm saying. Take, you started over I can't take spot. none of that shit with me. Look. Whoever I was cool with, they get everything. They in there fighting over that shit. <laughs> Hoping, yo, he leave me this. Yo, leave me the books. Yo, leave me the magazines. Yo, leave me the food. Yo, leave, leave me the underwear on your. Yo, leave me the underwear. Right yo, leave me the, yo, leave me the soap. Up. Leave me the shampoo. Yo. Everything. Right. Some real savagery. Real survival mode. Yeah, yeah. You get stripped to, to nothing. All right. So then, you're having to restart at each spot. What was the key to that? Who we got? Oh, Moneybag. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And shout out Moneybag. Tell him we need him on the show, man. ASAP, <laughs> for real. So, so yeah. I seen he was with Truffles. Now he's coming to fuck with you guys. What happened? What happened, Alexis? I think that Moneybag has um, evolved. Like, he really wanted to be down with people that were going to not just use him for his celebrity, but educate him business. about the cannabis um culture the cannabis business and also too um he actually really is is smart like a smart business guy Very you know and, and he really he did those deals really wanting to get into can the cannabis business not really wanting to be like white labeled and and stuff like that so you know when he came you know when he came to us uh we sat down and from that moment, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not signing that deal with Truffles or whatever. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna mess with y'all." Like, and I was like, "But if you mess with us, we're gonna do it 
business, structure it, business contracts, everything. You know, this is what I see. Because that's how we rock. Yeah, this is what I see you doing. This is where, you know, I want to benchmark you, you know, so that you have growth. I want you to be able to really um, submerge yourself into the culture because bag is a real smoker. You know what I mean? Like you can't even... If if someone were to give him fake gumbo, he know he'd be like, nah, this ain't it. Like he's a real smoker, so I appreciated that about him too. Um, and you know he just fits. He, also too, he has his own um, label now that he's growing. Um, he put people on from his hood, and that really inspired us too because we're big on um, putting other people on. A lot of rappers, no disrespect, but a lot of rappers are older and. You know, I see them panicking because they don't have, you know, anyone else coming up under them to, you know, manage that label and make money off of make money with those characters. You know, they kind of did it in a selfish way and just have themselves. Thing I noticed about you is like uh, you make people happy. I think that like that, like, like, in like, like, that's how you survive your, 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 like your, your environment. Can I like, tell you something? How do you do that? You know what I mean? Like when you come from a fucked up spot. Can I tell you something? You, yeah. You're trying to make me very emotional right now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, bro. Because but I notice it. I'm just like, damn, I'm that's very, crazy. These are guys, these are like high level dudes that I'm, are like, I'm get a, very, a lot of attention. I'm a very emotional person and I just love my people. And I, I, I think that's one of my gifts that God gave me. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people say it's a curse, but I don't even look at it like that. And I love to, like you said, I, why? Or I don't know why. I mean, that's no, not why. I was saying just like, 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 like how, you know, how, how do you make everyone so happy around you? Like Because these. I want to remember Biggie said, like, nobody considered a leech. Mm. I don't want nobody around me looking at me and wifey like an opportunity like to come up or, you know, they got millions or, you know, I want you to be able to get for you and yours too. So I want to see people happy. I gave Beanie Siegel a strain. I gave him a strain, a chain. He fumbled. He did bad. He rolled around on the ground to act like somebody <laughs> robbed him. Beanie? Knocked his tooth out his mouth with his gun. All type of goofy and shit. We have it all on video too. And we got it all like on he's, video. He, like a state he property. is state property for yeah, real. Sta- Beanie, assalamualaikum. You, you know- state property for real. Damn. And you still owe me a buck fifty, but I love you. So I ain't even gonna disrespect you and try to, you know, because you Muslim, so you can have that shit. I hope you can feed your family with it and give them a good Kwanzaa or some shit like that. Y'all niggas be shout out, and y'all know I'm, I'm outside, nigga. So you don't know. <laughs> fuck with me, nigga. Shit. You, no you more know gumbo, Beanie. Uh, Listen, yeah. no more gumbo for Beanie. <laughs> I think he fucking with another um, underbrand, but that's a whole Until another story. Until he messes that up, Until he that guy that is up. Until he runs off on that on them for some work or some shit. Man. Shit, man. So you you you're so, rolling through. So, so so to answer your question, I do like to see my people happy. Yes, I do. You got a couple sides of you. Yeah, I do. You got a couple sides of you. Um, some may say I'm a narcissist. Some may say I'm a fucking psychopath. But I'm very, very articulate and intelligent. Mm-hmm. You can put me in any room, Jay-Z, Puff Daddy, Kanye West, and they, they'll laugh and they'll talk with me for hours. They will not want to leave me. You're, you're- Oh, peace. Happy belated. 
you're a, uh, you're definitely like a character, but like you're not in character. Like it's really you. Yeah, and tell me if about that it. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a fact. So you you're getting in a boot camp at this point. Are you in shape? Or are you out of shape? And you're like, oh fuck, this is about I'm out of me. shape like a motherfucker. They got me running five miles a morning. That's no joke. No like, hell no. Like every single morning, and then I came home with like not an ounce of body fat on me. So like you feel like that was probably the most effective part of your your bid right there. Those eight months Man. was like came back like tight shock, bro. Shock for real, bro. Shock me back into reality. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation. And guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it. And guess what? There's a reason. Because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that. Preserving terps. And that's why we're here with Sunshine. Facility advisor, facility manager. Overall, the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. What's going on, guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost effective effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas, uh, the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again. And overall, at the end of the day, it's still really light on your wallet. It's a five part nutrient line. And again, if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something, you don't even have to run flow with it. So at the end of the day, it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of terps back. We wanted to bring the terps back and bring the soul back to growing. Versatility, cost effective, and quality. I mean, what else can you ask for? Drip Hydro, first smoke of the day, Blackleaf approved, peace. So we got a special offer for you guys, whether you go in person or you order online, any grow generation, over 60 nationwide retailers, the code is FIRSTSMOKE10, and you're gonna get 10% off, an additional 10% off your already discounted price. Use the code FIRSTSMOKE10, tell them the First Smoke family sent you, they're gonna take care of you. Support the show, hop on the Patreon. We got new shows dropping, we got off the mic. We have so much stuff in store for you guys and stuff dropping every single week. Hop on the Patreon, first smoke of the day. New shows, checking in with Pack Odds and Blackleaf. We're doing a live each month and a lot of other shit. Off we the haven't mic. told you guys yet. Make sure you get on the Patreon. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Did you get to wear clothes you never got to wear before? Eight months is about how long real boot camp is, too. It's kind of... Yeah. Great. So you come home, you go straight to New York. Yeah. Are you with Pops at this point? Huh? Are you with Pops at this point? Like, where'd you go back? Like, you went no, with your, to your aunts no, or like... No, 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 I went on my own. Yeah. It wasn't nothing the same. Everything changed. What are you doing at this point? Survival. Survival of the fittest, only the strong survive. I came home. I sat in there. I thought about what can I do when I come home to live this lifestyle that I love. Fast cars, big jewelry, beautiful women, as you can see. Mm. My wife chose me, though. She bagged me and um, set me straight. Gave me some, some foundation and some structure. And um, really pointed my life in the right direction. Because that was, that was all I was missing was a queen to match my kingdom. So Alexis gave me that and we went to the moon together. So when you came home, what was the first thing you were doing to get um, back on your feet? Um, when I first, first, first came home, of course I was on paper, 
I was on parole, so they made me get a job, so I was working construction. Because remember, my dad was in the construction field, so it wasn't nothing for me to come home and get right into a job. So I came home making $45 an hour, just holding a flag every day. Hell yeah. So I did that for a year or two. And then, you know, to get the people off my back, to get off a paper. And then, but while I was in there, I was uh, configurating what way could I make money to still live the lifestyle that I, you know, like, but without selling dope or coke or crack or, you know, I, I promised God already. I was like, I'm off that. I ain't doing that. So I came home. I started working construction. But like I said, a year, 18 months, got the pigs off my back. And then I got into fashion because that's what I always loved. Remember, my grandmother showed me how to sew. I know how to use a sewing machine. You made your first million off the Mike Tyson tees. Off the t-shirts. And that, those were just press up. So now at this point, I come home, I start making furs. Okay. I start making Sherlins. I'm talking about sitting at the sewing machine, putting these shits together myself. And I went to the moon with that. Chris Brown, Cardi B, French Montana, Rihanna, 50 Cent. Uh, rest in peace, K Slay, uh, Dave East. Like, the list just goes on and on and on. So that's what I did. I got into the fashion world, and then um, I met Alexis. And my whole life, my whole demographic, everything changed. That was it. I was a new person. She saved me. <laughs> What's this dude like? The Diggle first day boy. you... The, that was you? They go, your boy. Get the fuck... This looks like it could be like your son. Your boy. First day home. This could, looks like it could be like your son coming up. I feel like I feel like people that go to prison and come home, like it almost rewinds time a little bit. You feel like that? Like you came out looking younger and shit. Isn't that crazy how that is? Like, that's crazy, bro. That's wild. What year is that? Says it right there. 17. Wow, that's impressive, bro. Yeah, real impressive. That's why I love the gram because if you just scroll, now look, now scroll up. Oh, <laughs> you man. Yo, if no, you ain't on the no, YouTube, you, you gotta hop on the YouTube. You that in 17. That had to be 16. Okay. Because when I met you, you were fat as shit. Oh. And that was in 17. Look. The discipline didn't last long. He went right back to the fun, lovable fat guy. <laughs> I see you though. Let's keep scrolling. The story is right there for you. <laughs> so when you come home and shit, you had some homeboys and shit that were doing good and like you had a good like few people you knew or like how was it? Fuck no. I came home and people shitted on me. I knew guys. I knew I knew I had friends, rapper friends and all type of shit. I went and I saw Jada Kiss and Mark the Mayor. Two of my friends Kiss seen me. He gave me how much you gave me? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. He told me to go buy some stance socks. Cause I always like to wear the long, tall socks with stance. So Kiss was like, yo, listen, do me a favor, Luca. Don't ask nobody for nothing. Take this 50 grand. Come back and see me. This was like on a Thursday. He was like, come back and see me on Sunday and I'm gonna give you a hundred. Now, the average motherfucking nigga would have been under the studio waiting for the nigga to pull up to get down to K. I never went back and got the hundred K. He said, don't ask nobody for nothing. You're going to get back to who you are. Like, regular Luca, like, this chill. Like, this ain't the same, like, how you left. Like, this, you good. And then, um. So, Jadakiss bless you with 50 bands. A 50 band. Same. As soon as I came home. 50 piece. 
Yo, I don't think people really know, but like Jadakus is a real street general. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Like straight up. Because like, person. and I say general because like he's active. And then, like, he's in the streets clear. for real. Let's like, be clear. Let's Crazy. be clear. Jada helped me configure and come up with the name Fly Trap. Yeah. Because we gave him some gumbo yeah. one day and he was so stuck. He said, This is that Fly Trap. Damn. And that's Fly Trap Gumbo. So Fly Trap is the mothership. Gumbo. Yeah. Is the brand, the strand. And here we are today. LS Collection. Yeah, that's what I was doing. So what is LS Collection? That was Luca and Skims. That was a partner. Oh, me and myself, we got together. Luca and Skims? Yes, LNS. Wow. S-K-I-M-S? Skims? Yep. So uh, Kim Kardashian's brand now. No, 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 no. That was- No, LNS. no, I know that, but I'm just yeah. saying same name. Yeah. Same name. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So LNS Collection, uh, and then- I see it with Fab, his girls, you know- Rockin'. It's jackets and it's got the fur on it. It's just real New York. And you did stuff for women. I mean, smart. Who, who, everybody, everybody <laughs> you said, you know, the yeah, cool thing yeah. about you is that like you it's say it with such organic. confidence, but it really is the truth. Yeah, so it's, it's like, organic. damn. It ain't like no, you know, they said 500,000. And, and you know, it's true. There's a fucking camera on wearing. I mean, you got all the dudes you've been talking about sitting here wearing your collection. And anyone that wants to see it, flytrap underscore big gumbo. We'll put that on the screen. Um, check Damn. it out. I mean, all the way back from 2017, you can see it. You this can is see a real grind. American dream, American hustle, inspirational story because you were real with us, told us you got, I mean. Ooh, you first know, smoke of the day. You go, you go away for some, some, oh. some dope that was, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty wild. And then you come home and, you know, what's your mentality at this point? You start making clothes and stuff like this. You, you meet Alexis. So my mentality at this point is, I want to show you. Let me show you my mentality at this point. Alexis, what's this guy like first day you meet him? What's running through your mind? That's my mentality at this point. This grown man. That was the first date. He pulled up man, the first date. Man, you look like a different dude right here. We got to get a close-up on this yeah. shit. <laughs> You are not playing, bro. There's more Boss. than there's more than what Yeah, yeah first well, date he came with I the blazer like on. I just look like this. <laughs> bro, you look you look like a you know that was my first date. Your power shit. That was my oh, first yeah, right date here. With, um, my beautiful wife this. Alexis. And she brought me a Maybach after that. Get the fuck out of here. She sold her dispensary in Colorado and she said, you know what, babe? Fuck this shit. I see something in you and us. And a family and a structure, because I prayed for you, Kareem, my whole life. And I finally got the, the man that I want and I need. And we're going to the fucking moon. And I'm going to tell you something, motherfucker. Four or five years from now, we're going to be multi-billionaires. And I don't want you looking, crying, looking stupid, because I told you all this shit was going to happen. And my wife is so much a power of the power of attraction and the law of attraction that we manifested everything that we wanted. And that was each other. Yeah. What was the first day like? What did you guys do? Uh, the first day I met him, it was crazy. We both had on um big, uh diamond chains, big like um bust down Cubans. bust down Cubans. I had on a woman's bust down Cuban, more of a choker, and he had on uh you know a longer one, bigger one, and uh my lock was stuck, so it, I felt like claustrophobic. I, like, I, this, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't like breathe. So I called my um 
my jeweler pooch. I'm like, pooch, I got to come there now, bro. I, I went, had to sleep in this thing. Like, I feel claustrophobic. You got to, I don't care if you have to cut it off. Like, you got to get this off my neck. So I um, pull up and um, my jeweler's sitting at his uh, desk with this fool and some goofy dude he was with. And, uh, you know, they were talking and like he was looking on like googly, googly eyed in the face, you know, like he saw something he liked. But the way he was talking and like, you know, my jeweler had respect for him and was saying, yeah, this is Luca. And he that does the furs and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking or whatever. And I'm sizing him up. And um, I always dated like fat guys. That's, that's my thing. My friends would Why call you me. Why that's your thing? Like I, my friends would always say, "You're a chubby chaser." <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, like fat dudes. You like bosses. Yeah, I like fat dudes. Like to eat big and they like to dress and they like to get money. So I always like fat dudes. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's always. I don't know. You know, that's always been my thing. But um, he fit the criteria. You know, and uh. He wasn't too fat right then, though. No, no, he was. No, That's why I said that was? wasn't 17. Oh, that was okay. probably 16, because 17, he was back to, okay, he was okay. bigger than he, way bigger than he is now. You know what I yeah. mean? So. Yeah, the discipline I worn off. I wasn't running five miles every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, he on. was eating Hell chopped no. cheese it's oh, in Harlem. Yeah, he was. There ain't no food like New York food either. Yeah, there shit. ain't no way. He was walling out. He was walling out, so. You know, I look, I'll see dude and he's talking that shit or whatever. So I hit on him first. I was like, yo, um, is that Jeff Bentley downstairs? Yeah, um, downstairs parked in front of the joint. So he was like, yeah, why? Or whatever. So I was like, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to book your stupid ass before I get out of here. So he's laughing. He's like, like, but kind of looking like, hold on, she just hit on me? Like, I didn't know, you know, like, because I already knew I had him, like, I already knew it. So, you know, I already, so I start talking my shit and um, we've been together ever since, really. Like maybe a week later, we had a date, like not a date. We hung out. I had to go to Keisha Cole's birthday party. Um, we met somewhere like a low key spot and I was like, I got to go now. Um, my It's my friend's birthday. It's a private party. So he was like, can I come? So I was like, nah, it's private. You know, and plus I didn't want him like be like who it was or whatever, you know? So I was like, oh, it's private or whatever. He was like, where's it at? So I said, it's at Philippe Chow. So he was like, oh, that's my spot. I'm gonna come and wait at the bar till you're done. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right. So I go downstairs to the party. Um, and my homegirl Paris at the time, She's like, yo, what's up with you? You you coming in here smiling and, and all that? What, like, what's good? So I'm like, yo, I met this dude. So she's like, you? So so <laughs> Paris and, um, and Keisha go, you met a dude? So I was like, yeah, I met a dude. They were like, Alexis, you don't even like, like you, you be playing the shit out of dudes. Like, what do you mean you, you met a dude? I was like, nah, I like the dude. So they're like, Yo, cut. They're like, cut. Keisha's like, we're going upstairs. Dude is at the bar. So I was like, yeah. She was like, the party's over, y'all. Like, we taking this party upstairs. We got to meet the dude that Alexis is saying is is the dude. You know what I'm saying? Because this. Man, Luke up, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're like, now Alexis is just, you know, reckless. Like, I, I don't, like, I'm a barbaric. 
type of person. Like I'll date, I would date then and stuff like that and never call a dude back or he'd be the biggest, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But like, just like, whatever, like, cause dudes are corny, you know, it doesn't matter um, how much money a person has, you know, it, it's about who they are as a person. Like a lot of people that are, you know, blessed with money are real super corny. So I never like was impressed with any of that. So when I met Luca, I was very impressed. So everybody comes upstairs. I'm talking like, who was with us? Um, I don't know. It, it was a bunch of people. Keisha Cole. Keisha uh, Cole. The, the, ba- the baseball player. Uh, uh, what's the baseball player from the New York Yankees? It was just a whole bunch of us. Um, Robinson Cano. Yeah. Robinson Cano. Oh, wow. It's a yeah, whole yeah. bunch of us. So Luca, being like the guy that he is, always wanting to make everybody happy, smile and everything. He's like, shots on me. But Luca doesn't know we're, we're drinking $800 uh, Martel. Martel shots. So I'm like, I really like the guy. And, but my friends know how I, I how I usually am like, yeah, order all that shit. Like whatever, like everybody. But I like the dude. So I'm like, no, no, to him, like behind their back, like, no, 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 don't do that. So he's like looking at me like, what I got the bag. Like, how how crazy could this be? Like, no, shots on me. Then the bill came out. I was so stressed. I was like, damn, I just you just guys just scared the dude away that I think I like, like I really like. So the, how much was the bill? Too much. Yeah, it was it was oh. it was hella fire, the bill. And um I was stressed. So I, I paid it. Yeah, he paid it. He stood up. He paid the bill. He didn't blink. I was surprised he had that much cash on him. You know what I'm saying? So he paid the bill and um, we walked out and uh, I went on to Keisha's. uh, She had like a sprinter or something. And she was like, you're right. That's the dude like for you. Like I see it. Like he he didn't even blink on that check. And I was like, yeah, I kind of didn't want it. Like was the check? <laughs> I kind of didn't want to do him like that, you know what I mean? Like I really like do you remember dude. how much it was? Like probably like twelve, man. Yeah, on shots, right? Night one. Yeah, on shots. So like, Keisha Cole was such a stand-up person. She made her um her uh, manager. manager at the time go in and split it with him and okay. say after he like no give him half his money back. We're gonna split it like. You know, that was some real shit. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, That's Alexis really, yeah, she really likes you. Like, yeah. you know, we're not gonna she tell you out. Gonna play like you know, sucker. yeah, like you a sucker. You Keisha, like, you yeah, the yeah, she was real That's, for that. Fire and then yeah. I seen Keisha like a year later, y'all. We went to one of her shows, and she was like, "Motherfucking gumbo, you still around?" <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. So um, you were solo that night. Yeah, he was oh, so. Yeah, all these people come up, and you're just like, always. what do you I'm think when all the people up. are coming up and shit? And so like, I'm going to tell you a funny story, right? Uh, when I saw all the people, I was just like, oh, shit, Keisha Cole. Like, what the fuck? So, you know, I really had to poke my chest. I wasn't going to look like no goofy because I'm not that. So Alex and I, we were at a same restaurant, mm-hmm. and we meet QC. Yeah. So QC's looking... You know, Alexis is drop dead gorgeous. So I didn't take it no type of way, but I'm a businessman, right? Tell him what I did. He ended up selling them 10 coats, 100 bands worth of coats right there <laughs> at the table. And the dude um, wired him the money the next day. 
You sold, so you 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 made a deal to sell them ten coats. QT. How'd you do that? I showed them my Instagram, like I just showed you. Yeah. Cause I said, "Excuse me, bro, what do you do?" Cause I didn't know who he was. I didn't see him checking my wife out. I didn't give a fuck who he was. No disrespect, QT. I love you. That's my big homie. But at the time, I'm like, I don't like who is this guy. So I said, "Excuse me, bro, what do you do?" And you know him, big dog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What I do, I own the Migos, Lil Baby, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Well, I sell furs. He said, what? Let me see. And I showed it to him. He said, for real? Give me your banking information. I'm going to buy 10 of them. I'm like, he's going to buy 10 coats? Yeah. And he wired me 100 bands. Told me to keep the change. Ooh. You yeah. gave him his 10 coats, huh? Of course I did. Yeah, I they were sick too. Just like that. It happened him, just like that. I gave him 15 And he posted all of them and everything. Coats. Yeah, he Damn. posted all of them. Like, he really did Good it business. up. Good business. Yeah, he did it up. I gave him for JT, nice. Young Miami, everybody. Cause that's so how I just I built the relationship. Yeah. My relationships are impeccable. Because yeah. they're not built on money. They're built on love, respect, camaraderie, integrity. But yeah, Luca, you know, that's some real shit. From, from our first date, yeah. we, you know, we were very inseparable. And um, we haven't been separated, separated since. since. But and you that's know, very un, um uh that's like a, a unicorn, to be honest with yeah. you, because I'm gonna just be real with y'all, like COVID. Yeah. Uh just being with a person for five years straight, day in, day out. Eventually, you're going to get tired of the person. Or Yo, the we definitely got way closer during COVID. Though. Yeah, like a lot of people broke up during COVID because you're going to get next to your side joint or your sugar daddy. And we were just <laughs> laughing at you guys the <laughs> yeah. whole time. We were just ducking yeah. COVID, dodging. We were, yeah. Going we to were, a tropical place. Yeah, we, somewhere we traveled hot. heavy. We, we just got the fuck COVID. away from everything and everybody. And thank you, Jay Z, so much. I want to tell you because he taught my wife and I, tell him, babe, what he taught us. To stay away from people, places, and things. So, you know. What's the meaning behind that? People, places, and things. Stay away from They mean them. you no good. So just be on your own time. Mm-hmm. Live your own life. Have your worry family. Worry about your brand. Worry about, about your brand. Worry about your family. Worry about what you're doing. You know what he told me? Gumbo, your work speaks for itself. Yeah. Hustle yeah. of the year. Now, if you have someone like Jay-Z tell you that, Bro, my whole life is just shifted and, and, and went to a different echelon. Like I said, not a level. I'm on a different echelon. I'm like, I can go to Mars and I can have the Martians smoking gumbo. Yeah, I already thought I was on Mars when I met Luca and until I met Luca and realized I really was not even halfway to Mars. You know what I mean? Like, and then that's why I you know, I told him, I said, do you realize you and I are going to be multimillionaires? I said, and get used to it because people are only going to call you for things. People are only going to check on you because they really want something. Your family is going to steal from you. They're going to turn on you. They're going to say, I'm the worst person for you because I come with like a, a set of uh, discipline. You know what I mean? When I met Luca, He's always been the same. He's the fun-loving guy that wants everybody to have a good time. And I noticed that he didn't really have much, but what he did have, he was willing to spend it on all his family and his whole team. Like I, I was dating the guy. He's, he's paying for $5,000 dinners every night. Everything he made on coats, he's spending it on his whole 
sisters, brothers, best friends. And I'm talking about some of these friends had money. You know what I mean? But they just knew Luca would pick up the check. You know what I'm saying? So 555, love you. Yeah, so. Love you guys, 555. So I'm just looking at all this like, this is wonky. Like, this is not supposed to be like this. You know, these people really are not for you. Like, they're using you. you. You know, like, relationships are not supposed to be one way. It's supposed to be, you know, a unity. Like, the way that I grew up, and, and Luca always would ask me, like, where's your friends? You don't have any friends? Yeah. Like, I always had associates, but never, like, close friends. Because I'm, I'm strongly into, like, um, energy and family. You know, and in my family, I build my family. Like me and my little brother, we're close. We're thick as thieves. He's my baby brother, like my son. So if you are with me, you're going to know him because me and him come together as a as a as a pair. You know, um, I just grew up with my grandfather was in the uh, Navy. So he 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 gave me a lot of like discipline and structure. And he always uh, made me know that you're not going to get anywhere without discipline, you know? So I was big on that and big on like you have, sometimes you have to separate yourself from the pack and you have to like really focus to get to that next level. So, you know, dealing with Luca and kind of like getting him out of his old ways was a real struggle. But once I got him there, I knew it was like going to go crazy, whatever we chose to do. But it just so happened I, I was pretty well versed in cannabis. I had already um, had a percentage ownership in a dispensary in Colorado through my endeavors in the NFL of managing, um, you know, some of the top uh, Super Bowl winners in the NFL and stuff like that. So, you know, once I sold that and I had, you know, some money to, um, you know, play with and, you know, Luca had was a, you know, avid smoker once he got off papers, it only made sense to go into the cannabis business, you know, um, selling bud and uh, putting our time into product because both our backgrounds, we both were managers or helpers of other people's success. And we both had really horrible stories about how we help people get to high levels, multi-millions of dollars, and then they wouldn't pay us or they wouldn't stand up on their word. So we both kind of like had that nasty taste in our mouth. And, but we both helped people become millionaires, you know? So it was like- It's if, our turn. Yeah, if we could help people get to their dream, we need to cultivate our own dream and then just go with that. And it was crazy because when we got together, because we both were hustlers, um, a lot of people that knew me from the past, present, future, you know, whatever, they would contact me and they would be like, yo, get away from that dude. He's trying to use you. Like, I, I see like you brought him a Maybach, like, like you, the guy, he's trying to come up off you. But little did they know, like I had a little rough patch um, in my life at that time. And Luca was was financially supporting me and my daughter. So when I did finally sell and get that money. I had to reciprocate that energy because he never told me no about anything. You know what I'm saying? And I really appreciated that because it was, it was rough in, in that time in my life. My mother had died. It was a lot. So 
you know, when you reciprocate with somebody and somebody helps you come out of like a hole, the loyalty in that itself, and I don't mean to be, get emotional because people told me he was a piece of shit. And he could have been a piece of shit to them, but my experience with him was so different. <laughs> it was so different and it was, it was like organic. And I knew that I could coach him into being the person that he always wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, make you your best you. Yeah, because help he, you be your best. Yeah, because he coached Both. me out of my out of yeah. He coached me Thank out you. of my darkness. So the systematic oppression on him, like doing time, all that. Like I knew I could bring him out of that. He just needed somebody to love him unconditionally. Sorry. Nah, it's deep shit, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, like, not. Yeah, yeah. like, you he know. just needed somebody to love him unconditionally because all the people around him were using him for what he could provide. So, when I... What, when you, I, what you just said, so many men can relate to. Their only sense of purpose is for what they can provide. Yeah. And we lose a lot of good men. Cause they get lost in that shit. Yeah. And it's like, nah, we do bring more to the table. You know what I mean? Like we don't talk about that shit as men though. And I just want to be real and clear. Like men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Mm. I'm with my wife That's 365 days out the year. Yeah. So you can DM her about you just fucked me in the car on Dykeman. <laughs> he just swallowed my babies. And she's laughing because I'm with her 24 hours. I don't not go home with my family. <laughs> like, so, like I said before, like, it's just ironic. Like, I had to say that because when you find what God gave you, no man or woman could take it from you. Yeah. So nobody can take me or Alexis from each other. We were made. We were destined for this. Yeah. And you know, it's it's a different feeling too. Um, you know, getting to your goals with the person you love. Because like some people, they, they, they ask like, how do y'all work together? How do y'all? We love me each other. Me and Luca. They say opposites attract. That's a lie. That's a lie. Me and Luca are the same person, but he's a guy and I'm a girl. Like, people know me from the days I was an intern at Def Jam. I was the only intern at Def Jam that had a Plymouth Prowler that had the SL500 drop. Like, Skane and all the different label heads, they would come. They would. I remember Skane from uh, DJ Clue. He said, come here for a second. So I was like, all right. So I went in his office or whatever and he closed the door. He said, yo, how you getting all this money? Like, I see the cars you pull up in. The artists don't have the cars that you have. Like, what are you doing? Like, put me on. You know, we need some extra revenue. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm just hustling, baby. I don't know. Like, How's that gumbo treating you? I'm loving it. Yeah. Fire. like Fire. Smoking beautiful, Great bro. candy. So what does we're it taste like? We're going to get into this here in a oh, minute. What does it taste yeah. like? It's, it's candy, but it's got something we're behind it. Yeah. It's got that lick your lips behind it. You we got both, to. It's cold, both, too. It'll, it'll lower your eyes. Definitely. Oh, yeah. We both were definitely like hustlers. I hustled, you know, since I'm 12 years old. I had my first job 
cleaning restaurants. I done hustled with the best of them, got busy with the rest of them. Like I always was, you know, gaining capital. I put myself through college. You know, I was a, a retail buyer. I ran a hundred and fifty million dollar department for Rainbow stores. Yeah, I had over Rainbow. No. That had over a thousand stores throughout the United States. Damn. Wow. Rainbow was like um, some real hood shit that you go and get fresh right quick, the ladies and shit like that. And Alexis was supplying all the rainbows around you know, the world. I was, I was doing, you know, being a buyer <laughs> in fashion. Then my little brother, um, Jordan Reed, he wanted to go to the league and he was a junior coming out of, uh, he was a Florida Gator. So he asked me to manage him. And uh, I was like, I I hated I I loved fashion and I loved what I did but I just hated working for someone. So I took a chance and instead of going with my career in which I went to college for, I became his manager and I did in you know such a good job that the whole next class of the Florida Gators like I could hand pick who I wanted to um manage and not manage and I picked some good people like Dominique Easley, he played for the Patriots. He was a first round draft um, choice of that of that class. And, uh, we, you know, I made some I made some good chicken off that. So and, and everybody in New York that, you know, knows me always knew me to get to the bag. So. Two different, you know, stories, but same like foundation. I come from New London, Connecticut. It was always a trap town. A matter of fact, Luca had saved. Um, Hellrell in my town. He went to go get him and, and sign him to, uh, to Dipset. Um, he was out there selling drugs in my town because my town was a known trap town. Living like, in the Red Roof fan. Hellrell, what's up, baby? Really <laughs> doing it. But anyway, but um, yeah, so like, I, I, you know, hustling was always, you know, in my, in my repertoire. I was always the kid you really couldn't hang out with because you never knew, like, what I was on, because I always had, I always had money. Everybody would be like, "How she does? How does she do it?" And I, I, you know, people never really liked me where I was, where I was from, because I was always fly. I always had money. People thought like my parents had bread, but they didn't really have bread like that. And um, I got kicked out of high school, so I ended up living with my grandparents. And when I lived with my grandparents, my black grandparents who actually were millionaires. My family, um, I'm a Portuguese, Italian from my mother, and I'm um, African-American from my father. So people would like always think that I had all these things because I had a white mom, you know, and my dad was a big deal in the town. Like he, he worked for the, the government and he was a big deal. But um, really, I was getting it out the mud the whole time. And uh the structure that I got living with my grandparents and the discipline from my grandfather really set my mind in a different, like in a different mindset. He would talk to me about stocks and bonds and always having my money working for me. And uh, their house was like, you know, up upscale home. And, you know, the kids I went to school with when I moved with them, they all had bread like they their parents owned BMW dealers and stuff like that. So I was exposed to a whole different demographic of people instead of like the hood, like the hood town that I was from. Mm -hmm. So it exposed me to like this is possible. Like you can have wealth 
So I, I just knew that the only way to get to it was to go to New York City. So I uh, picked a college in New York City, uh, FIT. I'm an alumni from FIT, um, the Fashion Institute of Technology. And I got my education, put myself through school. Uh, I bartended. I was a terrible waitress. Um, still got busy on the side, you know, did what I had to do. And um, I say that to say, like, me and Luca, the way that we hustle and people are always talking, like, you guys are always on a plane. You're always outside. You're always, you know, planning this or launching this or launching that. That's like in our DNA. It is who we are as as people like it's it's not work to us because it's always it's always there anyway so it's kind of like let's just implement it oh you, you think that we should do that let's just do it fuck it let's do it you know what i mean like and we go hard when well, we're not gonna lose like we're if we're gonna put ourselves in an arena we're if i'm selling lighters i'm gonna perfect this lighter and I'm gonna go crazy with this lighter and with the relationships we have a lighter that never runs out yeah like you know some, like some shit like that and also know. too you know our network is crazy you know people that Luca big, knows big, big, I don't big, know big, big shout out to Noriega and the drink champs for allowing us to you know expand our network on their platform and just you know keep pushing man and keep moving yeah. see we don't forget about nobody big gumbo bags you know? Yeah, facts. And Nori, we're and we're Nori givers. We need a fucking gumbo Nori, machine in Nori, here. <laughs> Nori, Nori also has his own gumbo, ceviche gumbo, which is extravagant. And he also has Uncle Eggs gumbo. My daughter gave him that name, Uncle Eggs, because he eats all the eggs at breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, facts. Holy shit. Facts, that's funny. But also too, the the good thing about us too is like we're we're a couple that doesn't try to be friends with people. We're not like, oh yeah, hey, we should hang up. We're not like yeah, we're that. We're not cloud chasers. Pe- nah, we're not, like, people like gravitate like, towards people us. People like us. Like we went to dinner with Meek Mills the other night. Shout out Meek Mills, I love you, bro. And we were with Sherry, one of our uh, Alexis and our friends from like twenty five years ago. And like we were just at the table, and we were just so elated because everyone at the table elevated. Yeah. Like every one of us. Yeah. You are your network. And you are your yeah, network. that's so a fact. You good. are your network. Like we just looking at each other like, and nobody pulled out a camera. Nobody um took a picture. Nobody put nobody on each other's story or Instagram. And no disrespect, when you're around that type of environment and that type of love and respect, you don't even want to do no clown shit like that or no goofy shit. It's like, it's just a time and place for everything, and I'm not on that type of time. I'm not a groupie. But also, too, you know what's special about don't gumbo? Don't end up a goofy. Yeah, no, don't end up a don't goofy. Don't straight from gumbo. Goofy. What's crazy about gumbo, too, is like <laughs> Luca and I both have relationships with famous people before they were famous. Like um, Sean Kingston, that was my little man. He used to, um, when I used to have uh, Opium Gardens Privé in Miami when I was a promoter, he used to... Um, come in and like do little DJ stuff and also do promotion for me. It was crazy. We went to DJ Khaled's birthday party and I'm looking around the room and my Miami days, everybody who I was around in that time period was there. Like I did, I used to be the publicist for Pool Boy Entertainment for E-Class. Um, DJ Khaled was my DJ for Privé. Yo. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so... 
yeah, going into DJ Khaled's party and seeing all the different people that I have done business with in the past made me know like your network is your net worth. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't accidental or coincidental that everyone that was in the room I had done business with from like 20 years old. Wow. It's crazy. You know, so it's like running in old friends and uh, yeah, people I've done business with like when I was a JIT, you know, so. But kept mm -hmm. good relationships with the whole time. No, not yeah. me. I'm not like him. I don't like me. I'm I'll pop up. I pop up when I pop up. Because mm -hmm. when I pop up, I might be in a DeLorean. I might be in a <laughs> McLaren. I might be in a 466 Ferrari. And you'll just be like, how does this girl keep getting to the, what does she do? You know what I mean? Like, I've always been that girl. Like, I used to show up at places in New York City. And uh, Mano, shout out to Mano. He'd be like, why is she here? There's a check here for her. Because she's not coming unless there's a check. So what what are you doing here? Like, you know, because he's real aggressive like that. And I would be like, will you shut up? Like, chill out, man. Like, you know, I always was that. So. So you guys, I mean, you sold a dispenser you had invested in. Mm -hmm. You're with Luca. You decided you guys are going to go after it together. Did gumbo start right away? Or like, how did you guys start like working it in? Like, how did you guys decide also that you're like, we're going to go to California? And what's that look like, like with your partnerships and shit out here? Man, um, Luca went with my little brother because, um, you know, that's my duo. And they started sourcing and um, selling different types of uh, bud. It, more like, you know, lower grade bud, like um, sour diesel, right? Uh, everything and anything they could get their hands on. They would go out to Humboldt County. They would go to the Bay. And just buy packs, you know what I mean? And, and like come out with different brands. Bro was in that road, huh? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was up, you know, they were back and forth, back and forth. Plus I had just sold the, um, my percentage of that dispensary. So I, you know, I'm paying for the flights and, you know, I'm investing in it. Cause I'm like, nah, they're onto something. They're definitely gonna, you know, strike it big. You know, it's going to happen. Plus there's a legit market, the legit market's coming. We need to you know, put ourselves in a position. And uh, they, we were janking for a minute. And then one day we lost it all. We lost it all. And one, in, in one day, in one day we lost everything. it all. Everything. Wow. Your whole life. Mm. And one day, poof, gone, vanish. Yeah. Who's going to help you then? Who, who, who can you call on and say, I need help? What you going to do then? You know, Luca had bought me a beautiful, beautiful engagement ring. So I told him and he bought me some other jewelry, too, in the interim. And I was like, here, babe, like, just take this and, and go pawn it and we could get back on. And he was like looking at me like, you're crazy. I'm not pawning your jewelry. I bought you like I'm not that kind of dude. Like, I'm, I'm I would never do that to you. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, I want you to like, please, like, I believe in what we're doing. Like, just go ahead. And he was like, no, nah, I would never do that. And so he took all his jewelry and pawned it. And that's how we got back on. What happened? How'd you lose it all? Just one bad trip to Humboldt County. That's, I mean, there's a lot of people around the country that know exactly what you're talking about. And that's a rough 
shout out to all the warriors that listen yeah. to the show while they take that trip because yeah. some of them hit us up you know yeah like man i listen to you guys i'm all ride. we made it whatever ride it is man shout out to you guys but, yeah shout out to you be yeah, safe man, I mean, stay alert so that role right that you're trying to take like don't take it bro because the risk ain't as good as the reward yeah facts what's Shit. the road what would you that road, you know yeah. the road. What road, big dog? You talking? You talking figuratively? No, 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 no. Or like I'm talking. I'm talking about the road. Path. I'm talking about the road to to where they're trying to get to. Oh yeah, with yeah. The packs. Yep. That yeah, ain't going. It, huh? Yeah, that ain't it. Mm -mm. It ain't going. It ain't going. It ain't going to go the way. It ain't going to go. So <coughs> feels and looks like it does for a while. Yeah. What makes you say that? Because it's it's it's, it's evident. Hmm. It's a fact. It's like the only thing that we promised in this life is death. That's the only thing we guarantee. You know how somebody be like, oh, yeah, I'm guaranteed. No. You might not make it to the guarantee. One time somebody put up some bread for Alexis to do a venture, uh, what she was doing with some clothing. And um, they gave her like 250K. And she paid the guy back the money. And the, guy, the, night, that, the night that she paid the guy back the money, he died. He overdosed. Dumb luck. That's crazy. But we're the type of people. Just paid them all that bread. Look, we're the type, look, <laughs> we're the type of people. Then, like. Look, we're the type of people, though. We stand no, on business. He himself. No, you all overdosed. I guess yeah. he grabbed all the bread and he was going to have a good night. Yeah, yeah. Got a bad bat. We're the type of people, though. We stand on business. So if we do it, we say something. We got integrity. We're going to do the right thing when you're not looking. You guys are like a battery in each other's backs. I love it. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Like I can uh, just tell. So fast forward a little bit and what and just real quick, tell them about that road, man. Yeah, that road ain't it, y'all. Because, you know, you got this uh perception or this idea that you're gonna go to these places and, you know, take these packs back home and they're not gonna get there. You're not gonna get there. You're putting yourself in danger, harm's way, your freedom for your family. It's just all fucked up. It's not a good look. Yeah. Like you said, it looks good for a second. You know, oh yeah, I be in Humble County, I be buying 500 packs. Word. Okay. Good luck. I thank God that I'm legal and I'm on shelf. I'm in the stores. Mm -hmm. I can look thank at my God. scan sheet. I can look at what the hell is going on. Thank I God. got live rising. You know, I got tinctures, I got gummies. You can I come got out vapes. and talk about it. You can promote you got the, it. I'm yeah. sorry, y'all. You got the website. The Gumbo merch is yeah. coming. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah you the guys have a fashion background. I'm surprised yeah. I got some hoodies, man. Yeah, I got some oh, shit for y'all. What? Yeah, that real no, It's right here. So we, we have, have to come real, out to New York. It's bigger than merch, though. We have a real line. Like, the line is crazy. How long you guys been... So, so fast years. forward a little bit. You're doing this. You lose everything. Obviously, you guys bounce back. You don't stop. When does it turn into gumbo? Because, you know, candy, I feel like, and gumbo is a, is a variation of a candy flavor, which New York has put on the map. I mean, New York's popularized it to number one. So it became Just gumbo, like what, two years ago? No, that was three. Three, three years half. now. Yeah, three and a half. Three years for gumbo. Yeah. What 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 comes behind the name? Because you're just a little bit of everything. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. So <laughs> this is gumbo for me. Straight up. You, her, me, him. A little bit of everything. 
Meek, money hey, back. real shit. Look. Mm-hmm. Rich the Kid, mm-hmm. Offset, everybody. That's what Gumbo is for us. You know, mm-hmm. but the name came about, we were in the studio, and I was trying to figure out a name, and we put a whole bunch of weed together, and my boy GT, shout out to, D, uh, to uh, GT from Detroit, and he, Michigan, and he was like, uh, yo, that's Gumbo. And here we are, through the roof. You knew right away. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And it's crazy how it's turned then into. Look at my mind. Look at her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We put together something that nobody Talk, talk a little bit about like, you know, you say you got someone to lend you 250000 For a lot of people, that's not in their playbook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 it's not even an option for them. Like, uh, like, they won't even ask anybody. You know what I mean? Because they already think like, oh, it's, the answer is no for me. Who's going to do that for me, right? But like, the truth is like, if you're a passionate person, you got a good idea. Somebody along the lines is going to probably yeah, believe I it, right? That like, how, from, how did you, you know? I, I learned that from my grandmother. My grandmother, um, Maggie, she's Italian little lady, tough as nails, curse you out in a second, tell you who you are and who you're not. <laughs> you know, she just was crazy and... uh. The first, she always be like, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? What do you want to do? So I, I started off with her. I borrowed uh, $20,000 from her. <laughs> and uh, I, I bought a billiards. I bought a billiards. And um, it did okay, but there was a guy that was kind of interested in it or whatever. So I sold it right away. And I was able to give her her money back like in record time. And for her, she hated that, by the way, because she loved to talk about who owed her some money. <laughs> Shout out to Graham. She loved to talk about who she lent money to and stuff. You know, old school people with the big, my grandmother had the big glasses, like um the the grandmother in, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Goodfellas. She oh, looked yeah. just, yeah, like Joe Pesci's mother. They got a mother. body that's in the how, back and she's yeah. cooking food. <laughs> yeah, that's how my grandmother was, like, just everything, fresh manicotte, fresh gravy every Ooh. Sunday, mm-hmm. lasagna, you know, ziti, every, you know, it's, it's, it's up in grams, you know? But uh, she hated that because she loved talking shit about who owed her, but I gave her the money back so quick. And so she was like, you sure? You sure you don't need that? And I knew I could always go to her um, if I really needed something. Because I know I know my grandmother, she was tucking cash, you know, all the time. So, you know, I, I, you know, I had that in her. So I learned that early. But also, too, with the relationships that I had in New York and the different people that I knew and people knowing me to get in, you know, money. Like when I was in college, I would sell sneakers. I sold sneakers to Clark Kent. Uh, Fat Joe, um, Mark the Mayor, uh, you know, I would bring in sneakers from Japan that you couldn't get the colorways here in the U.S. And, uh, you know, I just always had my finger on the pulse and was ready to sell whatever it was. Um, Weed, you know, I, I went to a fashion school, you know, there was a lot of shit going on. So whatever I could get my hands on and and make money, that's just what I was into. So, yeah, just just always hustling, always hustling. I was the only kid in, in college in New York City that had a whole car, 
Like I had, I bought a, like a little Volkswagen Jetta to get around while I was in school. Nothing too flashy, you know, just to get around. But I don't know. Just always been trying to get to it, man. And so you guys, you get that gumbo kicks off. Mm-hmm. Does it kick off right away? And people are like, what the, what is this? What well, was up? How did you, how did you start to find, you know, your, your partners and shit? Who's going to grow it? The strain, you know, you go through the process and stuff. You know what I mean? Cause you, you don't just throw a bag on the shelf. Nope. That no. ain't, so know. we had to go through the process and it was a, it was a long time coming. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It wasn't, um, like it wasn't no overnight shit, y'all. It's crazy. His thumb is just like straight hash on there. Oh, bro. <laughs> I tried to roll a joint and like the grinder is like keefed out. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just thumb. Right that shit's yeah. fucking crazy. That's crazy. And he smokes like he re- Luca really smokes like he says he smokes. I mean, yeah, people are always like, oh, he won't, people will smoke a- some real New York bro, shit. Were you, were you always on the grabber or sorry. was it? Uh, no. Different before. Yeah, different like Dutchess, Phillies, yeah. White House, Backwoods. But you got to change with the times of Paris. Bless God you. bless you. Bless Thank you. you. So to answer this question, um, no, it was just like, oh, uh, shit, man. It was hard, bro. We turned down a lot of shit. You feel me? Like, it was a lot of genetics that didn't run. Like, Bernard was mad at me at a point, like, yo. Like, I think I'm ready to give up on this kid. Like, I'm talking about. It wasn't no months. I'm going to just tell y'all that. You knew what was going to work and what would. You get it? So, like, and now. He wasn't going to do it unless it was something he was going to smoke. See, that's the oh. problem with people with brands. That's why a lot of the um, urban um, clothing lines didn't work, right? They they I they faded that. out because guess what? People people like Jay-Z got so big, he didn't want to wear Rockaware anymore. He started wearing Gucci and Fendi and in Louis Vuitton, YSL, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you, when you don't, when you don't, when you don't smoke your own product, right? Who? Why would I smoke your product if you won't even smoke your product? If you're not proud enough to wear your own clothing, then that's why that's why Gumbo Clothing took so long too. Because once Gumbo Apparel hits, we'll have that on every day. And I mean, I I have one. $10,000 outfits every day. So to, to, you know, not wear Louis Vuitton and all these brands every day and to wear mine, it had to be retundo, you know, cause I'm going to wear my brand. So, so burners bringing you shit and waiting on you to pick what's going to be gumbo. How, how did you meet burner? Like how'd that come about? Yo, um, God. I can't even say it. That's why I keep telling you everything goes they, back to God. He, he, You met up in uh, New York or you met up out here? Like initially, did he meet you over there or you had met him over well, here? Well, I had met him a, a few times, but like, I wasn't like really introduced to him. Like formally, like as a person, like, or I, you know, sat down, had a conversation with him, ate dinner with him and shit like that. So when we met, it was just like, The chemistry was amazing, bro. It was just that automatic, like I said, that brotherhood. He's that a bond. genuine dude. It yeah. was that camaraderie, like like me- meeting like, and shit. When you meet him, it's like warm. Yeah, like, like he's a, he's yeah. like a like that's a what, comforting person. Yeah. Like, like, like like his camaraderie. Was, uh, people can judge or whatever, but until you meet somebody, he has that Doctor really Phil quality. But when you meet him, <laughs> you you feel like oh you know. 
yeah. sit next to him. And you and could tell him anything. Like you know him a little bit, yeah. you know, for a little and while. be honest so, with him. Shout out, Burn. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Burn. So, um, Burn really, like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Burn came for us. For Alexis and I. Because yeah. he said, yo, I ain't going to lie, bro. I haven't seen no <laughs> shit like this since I don't know when. What's and, he talking about at that point? The branding, the flower? Nah. The drive, the hustle, mm. the organic. The family structure. The family like, structure, the husband yeah, and wife. The ability to create a movement. The, the brand, the flower. The passion. The, the passion, uh, the everyday movement, the mm. everyday podcast, the everyday uh, just work ethic. Uh, the just, nonstop hustling and having our eight year old with us most of the time, <laughs> like yeah. hustling, like come on, Ava, it's time to go. So you it's know? like I'm gonna be real, like I ain't trying to beat around the bush, but your work really speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And Berna, he let me know, like no disrespect to nobody, but he's like, yo, Luca, you're not a shice bub. Like, you're not a dude that's going to, like, just sell packs or just, like, go on a shelf. Like, this for you and Alex is so much broader and 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 and, and so much, like, your brand is going to go so much horizontal due to the fact that y'all putting that work in on a different velocity. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, every store we're in, we sold out. Thank you. Thank you, Bernard. Thank you, Cookies. Thank you, everybody that's ever supported Gumbo. But, like, I went in the store earlier, and they're like, yo, um, Gumbo's been sold out for the last two days. Live res and flour in every store. Yeah, and I also think that a lot of people think that when they go into, like, a big box chain or a big, you know, a big distributor, that their job is done, like, I'm going into cookies now, like books made. I don't have to do anything. But we knew that that was just the start because mm. now we got to work extra hard. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't have a lot of, uh, uh, they don't really want to go to dispensaries to buy weed. You know, y'all know, like people don't want to go buy that, but a lot of it, you know, it's old. It's been sitting on shelf and all that. One of the reasons why um, Gumbo, I think, sells so fast well, the reason why it's so good always because it, it does sell so fast that they have to keep, you know, new, the new, new stuff coming through because it sells out. Fresh flowers. You know what I mean? So it's fresh flower. Mm-hmm. When you get the date on it, Even the when date you look is. at the package, the date is, is, yeah. is, is, is recent. And then you open a flower and you touch it. This is it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plus, plus also, you know, we do our own marketing. We market like crazy. We're not depending on um, cookies to market our product. What I could for a smell, so people, so they can understand it. I'd honestly say candy chem, right? It has this candy quality, but it's got this gas behind it Mm -hmm. that isn't just candy. It's not just like, oh, that's a runs or that's Mm -hmm. a. This is some. There's some chem in there. Something that's like that old chem ninety one yeah, from back call, in college. We call it secret sauce. There you go, man. It has a umph in it. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's a good a, strain. It's potent. Yeah, Thank different. You. It is. Yeah, he's like. Thank you. It's right? good. He's like, I'm held back from rolling a second. It'll put, a, it'll, put a little, it'll put a little perma smile on your face. You know, <laughs> yeah. a little smirk on your face. So yeah. you know, 
Bruh say, yo, Luca, why do you like to keep people so happy? Because I love to smoke good pot. So that's why I like to keep you. Well, it wasn't happy. that I asked you why you like to keep. No, not I don't why, think you even mean to do it, bro. Like, I think it's just. Can I tell you something? You. No, he does mean to do it. We go out to dinner. We'll go in. He'll well, buy. Well, he's got a like, certain way. It's interesting. Yeah, he, he'll buy like half the restaurant there. Like he'll pay for everybody's check and not say anything. And like, and then we'll be leaving people. Like, oh, my gosh. Why did you do that? You know, what, what? but it's a great thing that he does that. And I think it's amazing. And I think. It's great, but then it rubs off on our eight-year-old, and she tried to like give all the kids in her class twenty-dollar bills, and, and she I got, got a, a train call. Ran out. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and the I got a call from the principal. Was like, Yo, wow. he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "What? She's yeah, yeah." Like, what did she? You got First all the of, other grades one in their $20 bill. It's all right. It starts like that, but it ends with her actually knowing what life's really about and yeah. you teaching her proper. It, like, it's always that, right? It's like, yeah, so you know, yeah. she asks me every day. Pop up. So when am I going to run the business? Because mm. she knows what Gumbo is. She's like, you're on a Forbes magazine. You're on BT. Uh, you're going to do smoke of the day. Like, she knows what we're doing. <laughs> but then she's she'll tell us. She, then she'll tell us, I'm, you know I'm going to be bigger than you guys, right? <laughs> yeah. We got to get her. Is she on TikTok? No. She don't, she don't mess with none of that. She's straight business. You guys business. got a family show on the yeah. way. Yeah, she's straight business. Hey, no, straight business. Family show. So, um, uh, what's Car in the future Carmelo for Gumbo? Anthony and Sean mm -hmm. Pecos, they're doing a documentary on uh, Alex and I on the Gumbos. Dope. Wow. Yeah. The Gumbos. That's what yes. we're calling it. Yes. Uh, I fuck with that. Yeah. You know, we got to pull up in New York. Yes. You yeah. know that. See what Please. it's about. You know Please. what I mean? Please. For real. Yeah, anytime. What what we got planned in the future? I mean, are are you launching all the cookie stores with every Gumbo? cookie store? Ooh, we're going that's to launch major. in Thailand. Yep, Bangkok. Bangkok, January twenty first. January twenty first. We would be there. That's the date of our 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 party that we're having. Our family here. reunion. Yeah. Oh wow! Had no clue it was going to be that same day. What a great day. I know. Look, we, mm -hmm. Wow! Look at but, party but all one around. One thing I will do for the party: uh, we're sponsoring it, and um, Gumbo will be in the building. Oh, so hey, gotta, that's gotta, major. You know, you, yeah. got, you know, you got free gumbo all night on us. Bro. So that's major right so there. So cookies, Thailand, gumbo <laughs> in the building. Major. Yes. Yep. Cookies, Thailand, gumbo in the building, January 21st. He was at Miami. You were at Miami, though. Yes, opening. I was. Ooh. Our Basel? So you moving around. I mean, you guys are in Arkansas. I was Arkansas, in Miami. Yeah. I was yeah. in New are Jersey. In I was too? in New York. Man, we've we've <laughs> been on, on seven flights this Whoa. week. Canada? Wait a minute. Seven flights this week. So, okay, you talk. I got to show you something. Go ahead. You can talk. I'm sorry. You, uh. You talk about your job just started when you got in the store. Like, what are the types of things you guys do to keep the brand relevant and like, you know, progressing towards where you want it to go? You know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, come on stuff, you know, do media, yeah, just hustle. Media, hustle. I mean, hustle. I, honestly, you guys are well put together too. You didn't reach out. You had a PR uh, agent. Yeah. We're just trying know. to do everything professional. Yeah. We're I'm just, sorry. We're, very, this, it, is our, this is our business. Yeah. It's, 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 you mm -hmm. know, we're, you know, we're, uh, Corner boys with the corner office. What's 2023 looking like for Gumbo? We can't wait Everywhere. to go to Bangkok. We can't Everywhere. wait 2023 to go to Amsterdam. Gumbo we Pyro, can't wait. Gumbo roll up. Israel. Gumbo grabber. Gumbo leaf. Gumbo mania. Gumbo mania. Gumbo world. Gumbo entertainment. Gumbo records. Gumbo films. 
hiring people, hiring more people, empowering more people. In cannabis space, and y'all want some help or y'all want some advice, we're doing something like a, we really don't want to say a podcast. It's going to be more like a shark tank, but Mm -hmm. we're going to give everybody a platform and opportunity to do what they want to do in the cannabis space. Wow. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. That's a dope concept. So that's 2023 for us. They wanted us to get on like reality shows and shit like that, and they offered us a whole bunch of money. But we don't. We're not scripting our life, and we're not. We're gonna, not scripting. Yeah, I'm we're sorry. Not, we're not scripting our life, and we're, we're not gonna that. like let anyone else have care. any no say over how nobody. we handle yeah, our life. Trying and to business. tell me like I'm cheating on my wife, and you know um, I'm doing this and I'm doing that because I don't live like that. So. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't y'all plans or y'all thought y'all was going to give me uh, damn near million dollars to me and a million dollars to my wife to come on a TV show and embarrass myself or humiliate my family, I would never do it. Thank you. Yeah. But no, thank you. We'll just keep grinding, keep doing it organically, you know, getting the word out there, you know, doing dope shows like this. 2023, maybe even our own show. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you ain't always got to sell out, bro. Or do some, like, you know, coon shit for some money. Because we're far from that. We don't need any money, as you can see. Money we don't need. So, thank God for that. We invest. You know, we we, we have what's few. What's the plans for New York? Man, once those licenses hit and uh, Cookies has the license for that right store, there. we're flooding. We're, we're going, we're going to go ape shit. You know that's our that's our Shit's city. Popping. That's we our city. We gotta come through there when we when we come back. Through. Oh, yeah. shine a lot there man. for four twenty. Yeah, everybody from New York always ask us when we're gonna come through. Yeah. It's crazy. The energy out there is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. We're going I can't crazy. describe it. I come from Florida, so it's like polar opposite. Yeah, you yeah, know. We Florida, would, you like ride your bike around all day and see ten people. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right, where we're from, right? So it's like uh, what part of Florida y'all from? Like Central. He's, you know, he's I'm from on like the Gulf of Mexico west. side. I'm he's from, from the West Coast. I'm from the East Coast, yeah. but like Central so Florida. So like where? Where? I'm from Sarasota. Oh, I know Sarasota. Yeah, I'm okay. from Sarasota. Yeah. And, and you're from? Like Cocoa Beach area. Oh, I, we, we messed with Cocoa Beach, kissing me yeah. and all that. And then yeah. we came we together and powered up in Orlando. Awesome. Yeah, we met that's in dope. Orlando. Yeah, yeah. That's that's dope. Dope. And then DJ Nasty used to be the biggest thing in Orlando. About yeah. Miami, yeah, I know. Ta- yeah. yeah, I know all the guys. I think I was saying Miami, 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 and this dude was like, "You got to CLA, bro." And we came out a few times and, and it was just like, what? Oh, this is different. This yeah. is it. But I can honestly say New York, we've been in LA. We've been in Florida. So, but how long, have, been, how, how, how long have y'all been running? We've been out here 10 years. A little plus about that. Oh, right? me and him? Yeah. yeah. Like oh, 15. 15. Damn. Damn. Like 15. And, and wow. hadn't stopped. Yeah, he started see, calling me. He started, started saying, saying brother. Though, right? People started yo, really thinking we're. Yo, but you see what I'm saying though, right? Yeah. It's like camaraderie. Yeah. You get it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Camaraderie. And we're a lot alike, too. So cycles, too. Yeah, know? bro. A lot of people come and go, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Real Life's shit crazy. don't go, though. No, nah, I don't. It stands. It no, it is. It's crazy to have stands. a person it, it, it in your life. It never goes out of style. Never goes out of it's style. It's good to have a person in your life that is like-minded, right? Mm-hmm. But also that can check you and you won't feel offended. You might feel That's offended big. for that first second, like the first five minutes. But then when you really realize it and you know that person has your best interest at heart, you're like, 
yeah, he right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or like, yeah. she's right. Yeah. Or, you know. Vice comes from love. You yeah. Have, you it comes from attitude about it. Yeah. It's like thankful yeah. That like, thank God I have somebody you. that'll check the shit out of me <laughs> yeah. when I get out of here. That's a fact. Absolutely. Shit. Where can we find you guys? Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Give us the rundown. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. the website for the pins. Yeah. <laughs> TheGumboShop.com. Well, I don't even know my idea. And my IG is Flytrap <laughs> underscore Big Gumbo plus Flytrap underscore Official with a blue check. And now you can find me at Alexis Major. They, I was able to change. At Alexis my, Major. At Alexis Major. Dope. Yeah, they just changed it today. It used to be underscores and all this stuff because there were so many people using these so names. You got the but name. Yeah, I finally got, I got the got name today. The GumboShop.com. Woo. You already That's know. I'm here. Are. Well, shit, man. For real. Shit load it's of been pins, a real shit ass load episode. Of flavors, nine different flavors. Little Meech. Uh, Dex Lopper. Noriega. Uh, we got Shout Off coming. Yeah. We just working, y'all. Well, Keep on going. First yeah. smoke of the day. Influencing the culture. Worldwide. We see it, Whoa, man. Nothing but right. a salute for real. We appreciate you guys. Thank you coming. for having well, us. That talk Absolutely. we just Thank had you. before this podcast that's on the behind. Yeah, the you got to check the off the man. mic for real though. Got to check the off we get the to mic know on you the Patreon. Yeah. Like that first convo, we really that yeah. was the real shit. You know, yeah. people got to tune in. It's for that. cool too when like we're blessed that we get get to sit down with people like mm -hmm. you guys yeah. and we just kind of get right into it. Yeah, facts. we don't. Oh, so where are you from? This that we don't. We cut all that shit. There's no small talk really that goes down here. So that's dope. So we oh, appreciate organic. you guys bringing big game for real. Oh, yeah. Thanks. And just oh, being organic. on your shit. Yeah. Like honesty. I said one of the main reasons that he signed Alex and us because it was all organic. Yeah. It wasn't no shit like no disrespect to nobody but Young LB or Runtz, you know, putting some, putting some bullshit in the bag and just putting it on the shelf just trying to take people money. You know, Gumbo's not about that. We're about structure, family, God, stability. And doing the right thing. Also, right I think business. it's because we're a little older too. They're young guys, so you know they're, you know, you know that their mindset is a little different. You know what I mean? Like all the young guys, their mindsets are a little different. So you know, with I'm growth, in it for the long haul. Yeah, with mm -hmm. growth, everyone will will get to where they're going though, as Shout long as they're there to learn and grow. You gave me the platform. I took it. I ran with it. I surpassed everybody. No disrespect. You know. There's some shit you got to do organically. You can't shit on people that help you. You know? Wow. You can't disrespect the queen and then think everything is just going to be cool. So me, I kill people with success. I don't wish anybody any harm. I love everybody. And, you know, first smoke of the day. Big Episode gumbo. 76, man. Big gumbo. Yeah, Madison Square gumbo. Get that in any cookie store across you know the nation. Across Soon to be globally. World. Get them at thegumboshop.com. You already know. First smoke of the day. We out. Peace. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine. The DiamondMine.LA, California source for boutique genetics. Powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter, and see if you could rock with us.
Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The Diamond Mine.LA, powered by Blackleaf.